Hey gang, for those of you who enjoy QF, a podcast about Howard Stern, and would like to donate to us just via PayPal, you can using the email address johnnythegreek21 at gmail.com. You can check the link in the description for the spelling, and it's also here on the graphic. And if you'd like to do more in terms of uh, donations or subscriptions, you can use our Patreon account and subscribe via the black kluge level and you can receive our weekly content that we're putting only on patreon it's exclusive for that platform and um anything over five dollars is just gravy guys we love you thank you so much now look i don't want to get into a long explanation that's not what i came here for my audience isn't here to hear to laugh Hour and a half. I have not taken a break. Spread the word about Sirius. We do not take commercial breaks that often. Let's go ahead to Randy. I don't want to be in a wig and a purse. I do that in my personal life. Ralph, I, yeah. I don't want anybody touching me. Yeah, I don't. I I'm with you. you sometimes. Like, hey, yeah, man, but, what's up? Yeah, you touch me because like, touch you're paid to touch me. I'm not saying I was the biggest stud, but I got mine. And I fucked some pretty good-looking women way before I was Howard Stern on the radio. Fuck off. Assholes. The nose I have now is gigantic, and the fact of the matter is, the reason it looks different on Letterman, which I've explained a million times, is that I keep the camera so far back on the E-show, and I only shoot from the right-hand side. You wouldn't turn the children against me, would you? I would try. <laughs> <laughs> she would, too. She's coming and she's fighting on all sides. No, but I'd win that one. If I wouldn't even have to do anything. If you ever did anything to hurt me, they would hate you. I wouldn't hurt you. I just want to go out and have sex with some women. Would... But, Listen, by the way... Considering what I'm going through, I feel horrible that you're smoking. Our girlfriend went to a movie without you last night. And, and, and then came home. <laughs> Can I say something about that, though? And then came home. Let's be honest, though. Uh, you're, when, he, when he was knee deep in Johnny Walker Blue. <laughs> well, the bachelor party. I think yeah, it was but, a good idea for the beginning of it. Yeah, I think you would have you would have been just as weird. If we started the beginning, you'd go, oh, my God, everyone's staring at me. Not me. I love it. I love when people stare at me. He loves to be stared at. <laughs> I love it. Move into Sam's house and get the fuck out of our lives. <laughs> <laughs> We'll get, Be- we'll get Beetlejuice to pick out yeah, our get shirts. Batter. Get fatter. <laughs> We're more of those fucking <laughs> Beetlejuice will pick out our shirts. You can live with Sam and blow him. You're being yeah. a little and not only that, baby. You, no, not only that. Yeah, I'm just trying you to need, You up. can't live without a stylist in your life? No, 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 I'm, no, I'm thinking, who would be easier to replace? I, and I think Ralph, of course. Yeah. But there's a lot of the guys who picks out your clothes. Chris, could you date Ralph? Would you? No. Would you? You couldn't? Why? No. Look no. at that smile. He's lying. <laughs> You're lying. Robin, Tell the please. truth. Could you, could you, Robin, could you Robin, date could Ralph? Could you date Ralph? That's a no. Yeah, right. <laughs> oh, please. I couldn't. We would have the best time, Robin. I, I couldn't date you. Ralph. You talk to me. I couldn't date Ralph, but I could fuck him. I'd fuck his brains out. <laughs> well, maybe. <laughs> maybe. If you guys a lot of were, people feel that way. I know Ralph is straight, but. All right, now I understand. All right. I don't understand. It's I can't understand gorgeous. It's a straight place. No guy. Let me just say something no about men. Like no man says gorgeous. Says gorgeous. Really? This restaurant is gorgeous. Okay. No, you got to understand something. Guys the don't next, talk that the way. Next time. Guy goes, hey, it was a good lunch. And it was sort of Well, the sketch, what the controversy was, it was Patrick Swayze, who was, you know, gorgeous. Welcome, folks, to QF, a podcast about Howard Stern. I'm Fillmore, your host, a.k.a. Jim Fix. And with me today is Raven, as usual. How you doing, Raven? Good. Hey, guys. And uh, with us, uh, surprise, surprise, everybody, Bob D is on the on the mic tonight. How you doing, Bob? Good. How are you guys doing? 
trying to trying to get through everything. And a shout out, please, to uh, Carol Cheney, who's down in Louisiana, and uh, we hope you're doing well, my dear. And Deborah, also uh, one of our uh, contributors, is she had a major <laughs> bit of flooding as well. So uh, those dryers are doing their work. I don't know when she talks dryers. I don't know what what exactly she means. Do you have Do you know Do you know what this is? These are mechanisms for drying out a basement. Uh, do you use this, Raven, or no? No, I'm, I've got a five-fan system set up. But, okay. And a dehumidifier. Dehumidifier and fans. Okay, that's what yeah. I figured. Okay, but maybe for a larger, I don't know. Anyway, uh, I'm, we don't come, we're not a flooding people. Um, we, uh, we deal with forest fires in the old country. That's the biggest problem in summer, and now it's over, and hopefully that's uh, not such an issue. But my God, the heat in Greece, holy fuck. Anyway, huh. uh, uh, <laughs> far from me to uh, digress as usual, guys, we're going to go right into this breakdown. It is from June 8th. And we're going to start off with the first clip. It is poor project free Wiggy laments not being consulted for the new Munsters remake, which, if I'm not mistaken, involved Rob Zombie, right? Yeah, that's mm-hmm. right. Yeah. Okay. So this is another one of those. Jesus. Well, how do you forget me? Uh, Rob Zombie announcing. Um, I happen to be an insider. I knew this already, but he announced yesterday that he is directing the new Munsters movie. <laughs> I have been. Uh, Speaking with Rob, not not text. Well, what do you call that? Emailing with Rob about it, but uh, you're not I consulting. I'm consulting Rob now. He didn't ask. You know what? He didn't even ask me. Like, how dare he? <laughs> Perfect one to have Bob in for because that sense of entitlement just dripping off the mic. Is is he a monsters guy? Like, what's he talking about? Yeah, I've never. He is. I'm, he is. I, I didn't know that. Well, he had. OK, I keep getting Munsters and the uh, Adams family. I keep getting confused because I wasn't as huge a fan of either, really. But um, Grandpa Al Lewis was a Munster, was he not? Correct. Yeah. So, so and, Grandpa, it, and Grandpa Al uh, Lewis yeah. was connected to the show ages and ages ago. So he kind of feels he, you know, belongs to he needs to be part of this shit. But meanwhile, you know, he's so far out of the loop. He had a production company and only managed to put one show on. And none of it was none of, none of it was because of him. Well, I mean, to be fair, he looks like someone that should be in the monsters. So I guess you could <laughs> you could have consulted on that. And I'm not sure if this is a Mark Shabzovich uh, clip, is it, Raven? Yeah, it is. Okay, the graphic, I figured, is just the, the, the indication. Thanks, Mark. I've talked to him about the Munsters in, you know, in private, and I know that that was something he wanted to do for like 20 years, to get a Munsters movie going, a reboot. And uh, I have spoken with him, so in a sense, I have consulted him. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> not, uh, yes, but he did. Oh no! How did? What? What a desperate way to attach yourself to some project you have nothing to do with. Oh my god! Uh, the next clip is called "40 Years in the Business and Doesn't Know What a Pop Filter Is." Where were the monsters? Did they live in New York? Why am I having trouble hearing you? Jack up your... I don't know. What's going hello, on hello, with you today? All right, that's a little better. That's good now. Yeah? Yeah. All What's right. Matter with you? Are you okay? You look... <laughs> Maybe if you didn't have fucking... Maybe you'd have an amplifier aimed at the mic with the, the, the sounds of a, a 23-year-old shit rock song. <laughs> yeah, it sounds like a, 
like a monster truck fucking <laughs> event going on while they're trying to talk to each other. I was going to say, like, try to have a, a conversation at a Corrosion of Conformity concert, and that's <laughs> over tea. <laughs> now, just keep in mind that he's been recording for over a year at this point, like a year yeah. and three months. Right. He's been doing this, and he's been running his own board at home. Well, yeah, and I think it's spelled B-O-R-E-D. And, in fact... The uh, the the first month or so they used he used webcam mics or the first week it was like webcam mics and he clearly sounded like shit. Then he got the sound right, but then dropouts like crazy. And we're going to blame it on, oh, Long Island Wi-Fi. You know, there's all kinds of gamers in Long Island fucking up, you know, the network, my ass. No, yeah. he he's he's just uh, uh, they don't have Scott, the engineer. This is what happens. Mm hmm. Yeah. Like you're a little out of it today. What's going on? I'm listening to you. I'm responding to what you say. Oh. How is it that I'm not with the program? I know what it is. Did you put a wind mask on your microphone? Like, what, what do you call no, it? A wind sock? It has? Yeah. I don't like it. <laughs> it's like a big penis going into your mouth. Yeah, if it was a guy's mouth, it'd be fine. Um, this, uh, it these looks clips... like a, a big penis going into yeah. your mouth. Yeah. Yeah, what did he what call that? Thinks. A windsock? What, a pop, what did he call pop mask or what do you call it? A wind mask? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> a, facial a, wi- mask? a wind mask. Okay. Yeah. Um, number three, Wiggy believes he's peaking. Yeah, I like <laughs> that. That was a long time ago. I like when good looking guys age really badly. It's great. <laughs> like, wow, I might possibly be better looking than him now. Yeah, you and, out. Uh, outlasted him now you're the better looking one you're the hot guy i'm a hot i'm hot and you're not (laughs) that's the good thing about not starting out good looking you can only go up you know everybody else can get (laughs) uglier no you can't i guarantee Uh, vincent price is dead almost 20 years now and he looks better in the coffin than wig does right now um go ahead raven well we're talking about how many nose jobs how many chin shavings uh, Adam's apple shavings, like his whole face has been remodeled <laughs> yeah. over the past decade or two. And right. he's got no qualms about it whatsoever. But yeah, he's always got to put down old pe- you know, people for aging. And here's this guy just getting like, who knows, Botox or whatever put into him. He uh, well, <clears throat> the the one the one best the best example of him fucking on someone who at one point was considered one of the most beautiful people or hot people was that great um, comparison Benjamin did with the Russell Crowe before and after the turnaround. Like I didn't fat shame Russell Crowe and he's going, I love it when, you know, guys that used to be fit, get fat, you know, and it was in the daily news and it was in this and that it's that schadenfreude obviously, but it's on a deep, like on a base level, it's, he's always so insecure about his own looks. So anything he can do to make himself look better, even if at, at, the, at the cost of someone else looking like shit, is, is a welcome thing. <laughs> like, don't forget, don't forget I, the Photoshop he did on private parts, too. Oh, like yeah. the whole body wasn't him and the face yeah. was totally redone. So yeah. we're, we're just always getting lied to about this. It's totally. Just, how how much do you think about other guys' looks? I, I it it almost never crosses my mind at any point, and he's just obsessed with it. And and it's not even like the gay thing. It's just I, he thinks about it all the time. It, it's what's funny to me is like he hasn't entertained the idea. Like 
he thinks women think like how guys think and that it's all visual. Like he hasn't understood that women like men for things outside of their physical looks, you know, like people start to realize that as, as you become an adult, like there's a lot of other factors why women like guys, but it's almost like he just projects so much in the way that he thinks onto it. Like, why are I mean, you you're like, dude, you're a 70 year old guy. It's, you're off the table as far as like looks go. Forget about it. Well, yeah, age alone. But I mean, does he think that Scott Bayo went to the Playboy Mansion with a T-shirt made of hundreds and shit like that? And that's how he got all these chicks. Um, it, it, what was the one line I already said? Dude, if, if he was talking with John the Stutterer, John the Stutterer was wanting to get with Lisa G and his his stutter was so awful. And, he, you know, and I already goes something, John. If if John John, I'm sorry to be the cold water of life, but if John Stamos had a stutter, he'd be swimming in pussy. He's like, <laughs> you know, your stutter is a myriad, one of a myriad of issues you have. Right. <laughs> so let's go to the next one. Captain Denny, uh, aka back off his bullshit caller time, discusses Leo's Dick Caprio. You went no way, dude. Like no way, you have such a little <laughs> penis. Yes, yes. Yeah, we both caught the same trip. We were laughing our heads off, dude. <laughs> I've been to Sunset Beach. Let me tell you something. Oh, yeah? uh, I know that bathroom. I, that's why I pee my pants instead of going to the bathroom. <laughs> I don't want anybody looking at my dick. I, I'm going to tell you right now. If you leaned over and started looking at my dick, I wouldn't be laughing. I, I, I Listen, I don't know what he's talking about exactly, but it's not like every urinal in every bathroom is the pee trough in Vegas where everybody can look at your dick. Uh, what, unless he's waving it around in a bathroom, who's looking at anybody's dick except no their own? No one is. No I, one is. I wish I could see mine. <laughs> Jesus <laughs> Christ. I mean, like, uh, anyway, fuck him. Uh, the num- <laughs> I think Sorry. the next one, let's, can we continue with number five? More fear mongering from the king of all glory holes. But I do want to compliment myself on saving Robin Quiver's life yet again. As you oh, know from yesterday's here. show, Robin Quiver's. Uh, was talking about, I'm thinking now, uh, you know, with everything in the pandemic, I'm going, I was planning a trip to Napa Valley. And I'm like, are you fucking insane? She's planning birthday parties for Ronnie, going away parties, uh, uh, trips to Napa. I said, you stay home. And she listened to me. And today in the news. Okay, get big, let's go. Let's get through the rest of this clip and then we can talk about it. Let me see if I can find this report about Napa Valley that... Here it is. Drink. <laughs> ready? They report in Napa Valley. What is the I'm, report? I'm waiting for it to I come up go? on the screen. Guys, didn't didn't we discuss you? Put, yes, thank you. <laughs> oh, <laughs> 20, 20 minutes of fucking dead air. Fully va- 20, sorry, 20 seconds, 20 minutes. Jesus, I wish. Vaccinated Napa County woman dies from COVID-19. Oh, dear. There you go. <laughs> you would have you been that woman. So I saved your life. Well, I listened to you. I was like, wow, this was like uh, scared straight <laughs> yesterday, <laughs> the day before with you, because I, I'm i just back in isolation. Oh. How much longer till Robin starts resenting him for preventing her from going on these trips and from having parties for people or dinner, you know, dinners, just simple things with like two other people. He won't let her have a going away party for Ronnie. He won't let her go to Napa. She's going to stop telling him stuff. I guarantee you. Yeah. She'll just go and she'll go and do stuff instead. 
Um, I think the other thing is she sounds that more and more now when we do these breakdowns, she sounds like she's completely meted up with some kind mm-hmm. of opiates or something because she's just I, I could could be just age. She's always had that haughty, slow drawl, but it sounds like she's fucking doped up. Anybody? Do you get that sense, Bob? Mm, I just get that she's checked out and <laughs> letting the, you know, Howard's. <laughs> spin his wheels on whatever nonsense he he just he sounds like a doddering like just geriatric guy digging around for some article like i I don't know she's just oh you know like okay howard just kind of checked out i i don't know that she sounds medicated i just don't think she gives a shit anymore i think that's that's a given she doesn't give a shit but uh... yeah but you're right, Raven. I believe it, it's not long before she either just fuck tells him fuck off on the air because she med like opiates or not. She'll just tell him, like, fuck off. And what's he going to do? Fire her? What's he going to take her, her salary from her and put it into the show? No. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah, I, I'm going to re- listen going forward for that medicated voice that you're talking about. I'm, I've just mm-hmm. gotten used to her yeah. kind of drawing out her haughtiness and something tells me that yeah, it's very likely, but in the same sense, I think she's got to look at life in the same way where it she what has she got to lose? Like she needs some form of mental happiness and Robin was all about going out back in the day. Mm-hmm. She was all about, you know, other celebrities being seen, going to tennis matches, whatever. Totally. And yep. it it just strikes me that if he keeps her in, that might kill her mentally. Kind of like oh, yeah. old people when you put them in a home and they just deteriorate quicker. It might yeah. do the same to her in that sense. That's probably why he's doing it. I'd That's say how so. They yeah. like control they they want to kind of wear people down in their control of them and um yeah, kind of keep them suffocated for sure. here's a a question for you guys just on the fly real quick hypothetical if she dies before him which is very likely first of all would he get would he get the enjoyment of doing a week-long or a month-long robin dedication like a robin eulogy for a month just killing time would he stop number one that's number one and number two do you think he'd actually feel bad or would it be one of those situations Mm -hmm. where some of my supplies my one of the major sources of supply is now gone i'm willing to guess that there might even be something in the contract related to if Robin passes, mm-hmm. then he gets, you know, one to two weeks off mm-hmm. to mourn and readjust the show. And then they'll have to bring in another chair. He cannot talk by himself the whole time. He cannot. He can only rotate staff in so much, but I think mm-hmm. it might just be like a daily thing, like someone else in Robin's chair that comes mm-hmm. up. Um, yeah, I really think. He will, under contract, have to continue. That's probably been negotiated already due to, you know, her uh, failing health in the past couple of years. So mm-hmm. there has to be some kind of um, just parts to the contract that would address that. Mm-hmm. What about you, Bob? Do you think he'd actually be broken up or I mean, they have they do go back a long way. But do you think it would be mostly all about fuck it? You know, now who do I get to suck my ass? Um. Well, he would feel sorry for himself, you know, <laughs> kind of what you had asked when Ben dies or one of his parents dies. They only really feel empathy or sadness for themselves. So he obviously cannot do a show without her. I don't think he would take a lot of time off. Um, 
if if any time. But yeah, no, he he whenever they lose a major source of supply, it is devastating towards them. But again, mm-hmm. it's all about them and right. empathy and sympathy for themselves. It wouldn't be for her. Yeah, I almost think it would be uh, he'd do a perfunctory kind of eulogy thing. But then like the show must go on. It's all about me, not her. So fuck her. And mm-hmm. um, the, I mean, the closer they get to, you know, the the, the abyss. Uh, number six is called Fake Joan Rivers. Now. I believe this might be the same chick who does um, – uh, God, what's the shit imp- – oh, the Jennifer Vitz impression because she seems to be doing a lot. There's a couple of impressions she does. This one wasn't as bad as I've, as I've heard, but Joan Rivers was on so, so much in life that I don't know that I ever want to hear a fake Joan Rivers. So you guys judge for yourselves. You know, you've been dead now for – I figured it out – seven years. Took me a while to do the math. Oh, but you've been dead. Dear. Yeah, you've been dead for seven years. And, and and by the way, I'm shocked. Are you still getting plastic surgery? Is that what you're implying by your last job? Oh, please. Can we try? I'm addicted to plastic surgery, Howard. Oh, please. I have been under the knife more times than Nicole Brown Simpson. It's just, oh, no. i still shocked. How topical. I'm 88, Howard. Face it. I'm old. Old, old, old. I am so old. I send nudes on a rotary phone. Oh, yeah. oh my God. That is old. Oh, fucking hell. <laughs> fake uh, shit bit. Mm. These fake shit bits are, I mean, this is, this is, imagine listening to this in real time and adding, what, 10 more minutes of it, maybe? Imagine laughing at this. Like, well, we are laughing at it. But not, <laughs> I mean, not, not the right way. Not, not in the right way. Like, <laughs> Just such <laughs> shit. Just Can we get the dead entity impression back? <laughs> okay. Number one, uh, sorry, number seven. Music poser talks about an even bigger poser. Head like a whole nine inch nails. Kind of freaks me out that uh, Trent Reznor now is like a normal guy. I used to think he was super weird. And I, I bought How'd into the whole. I don't know, but now he's like. He writes like soundtracks for movies. And this fucking 79. Trent Reznor has been writing soundtracks since what? Uh, Natural Born Killers. Oh, like he's God. been he's been scoring films for ages. And nice. um, yeah. And yeah. so and uh, I mean, I, I'm no lover of Trent Reznor. I like Industrial, but I, I saw them in that Lollapalooza and I said, I'll never I'll never buy a fucking Nine Inch Nails record again because they were just such posers. And I found out yeah. after the fact that they they had a choreographed so that they knew what keyboards they could break. So that the roadies would fix them the night next night, so it was all choreographed. And the keyboardist was always doing like this head banging thing. You can't look cool when you're on the keyboards, dude. Just get off stage. <laughs> <laughs> and, and of course, every poser was there with the Nine Inch Nails shirt, but never owned a record. And they only had the one album out at that time. Uh, but either way, he starts going on about uh, in concert watching Nine Inch Nails. So here's my question: Nine Inch Nails. Their, their heyday was, let's say, 94, okay, 95, 96. I mean, that's really early 90s. That's when they were at their peak, you know. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and who's going? 16, 17, 18-year-olds, you know, teenagers. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So imagine a guy in his 40s going to a Nine Inch Nails concert <laughs> who looks I've, like Howard. <laughs> I've heard him trash Trent Reznor about this same thing before. Like how I guess Trent Reznor kind of cleaned up his long hair, ratty yeah. look. And yeah. And yeah, I remember Howard just really resented that before. But yeah, I mean, Nine Inch Nails kind of 
I'm not a huge fan of them, but I do remember that one album, The Fragile, like they kind of turned it around at that point, kind of mm-hmm. grew up a little bit. And that was a mm-hmm. long time ago. That was probably like 2000 or some somewhere around there. So I think so. Yeah. And uh, and then he and he was a pioneer with the Internet as well. Like him and Prince, I think I mentioned this before, they really went after fans online and uh, really gave them like options other than going mm-hmm. to the stores and stuff before that's it was right. really feasible. And I give him credit for that because, you know, that's what all artists should have been doing as soon as it was available to them. Well, in 2010, he got a Grammy for the Social Network soundtrack. Mm-hmm. That was kind of like his peak, let's say. Yeah. And then ever since, he's been charged for doing all kinds of soundtrack pieces or yeah. the whole thing, yeah. which is fine. I mean, I, I was dancing to him when I was 16, back in the 80s. Right. Sorry to date myself, guys, but we would go out like clubbing, and that would be the music that we'd hear at like 16, 17, 18. And then somewhere in you know the 90s, it became like the frat boy thing. And yeah. that's where I lost him, because what I used to hear as an underground music became something too just too much popular with people that weren't in the goth scene or weren't hanging out at like after hours clubs so wiggy is jealous of him for his success his good looks his ability to cross over into movies have production companies have all of this at his fingertips and Mm -hmm. i mean let's just say that he was friends with marilyn manson but he's been able to detach himself Kind of like Wiggy has from all of these um, sexual offenders that the, the in the list same is long. Sense, they have the same move. They just they backtrack history, rewrite it a little and say, I have no clue. And now that I know this, my eyes are opened and, you know, it's a whole new world for me. But mm-hmm. back in the day, yeah, he, he's been tied to some shady shit, too. Yeah. So it's just and, something that goes with the industry. This, yeah. This and I'll, creep, there's, creep there's a bit of. This is a, like Trent Reznor was a pioneer in a lot of ways of the the like I said the marketing like the internet marketing and, and he was in the forefront when it was really not possible. But then also became like a was really a cottage industry. He'd be producing as much as he'd be making his own stuff. He'd be producing mm-hmm. for people, doing singles, remixes, all kinds of shit. Not right. that I, you know, I I was reading the the mags, so I already knew. Like I just I was trying to keep up to date on what was happening, but um, the uh. But that respectability fact that like trying to just be a guy that eventually when he gets to his 60s will be just a producer. He won't be going out on tour, I'm pretty sure. He'll just be helping younger acts sound a certain way, whatever. And that's, you know, that's a decent career arc for anybody. I don't I have I have more respect for Trent as a self-made guy than uh, his actual, you know, output. But either way, uh, yeah. He's also known to distance himself from Wiggy and not be on the show. <laughs> he's, has, so he, he's, has he, he's has smart he been on the show? Has, I don't think he's ever been on the show, has he? I thought there was one back, one appearance back in the eighties, but I could be, I could be really wrong on that one. Well, I, yeah, Nine, Inch Nails, Nine Inch Nails only started in what eighty nine, ninety. So I, I don't know. I'll have to look that one up. But either way, like he goes on and, and uh, he's going to figure in the interview with Dave Grohl, the call in, the aborted, the abortion that is the Dave Grohl interview this day. And uh, it's, it's, it, there's definitely some fuck Trent going on. Uh, and he's in a suit. And I'm like, what the fuck is this? That was that, I used to go to those Nine Inch Nail shows and I would be scared. Like, I was like, there's something bad going on here. 
<laughs> you know what I mean? I and and those videos. Oh, my God. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> it was a 40-year-old man getting scared at a Nine Inch Nails concert. <laughs> you think he really went to one? With Ralph, yeah, absolutely. Because yeah. he was told, this is the cool place to go. You got to go there, man. Like, mm-hmm. nothing like getting your fucking 33-year-old stylist to take you to a Nine Inch Nails concert. <laughs> Guaranteed he was backstage. He wasn't out in the general population with everybody else. Uh, or he might have been in some kind of VIP section, like okay. a balcony or some shit. Yeah, but I, I'd may, and maybe backstage, who knows? But well, I he, could just he, <laughs> go ahead. He, he has PTSD from Led Zeppelin concerts with yeah. uh, firecrackers and, uh, you and know, um, M80s, yeah. M80s going off in the audience. Yeah. So as soon as they get into like, um, uh, <laughs> as soon as they get into Wish, he bailed. Like I remember, I went to a Nine Inch Nail show, and Trent Reznor came out, and he's covered in blood, and and right behind him on a screen, there was a lamb that was like laying in a road, and flies were all over it. And I'm like, wow. Okay. All so right. this this is when Dave Grohl calls in, and we. Oh, this is good. <laughs> this is really awful because basically there were so many dropouts, guys, and they'll yeah. say it's not them. Like Bowie comes on eventually and says it's not us, but okay, well, regardless, uh, and this may actually, if it's pre-recorded, which I doubt, they would have it this fucked up and have it pre-recorded and, le- and released like this. Um, we may get dropped out of the Sunday for the breakdown, but we'll try our best. Uh, number eight, Wig Dave's asks Dave if he drums with an abacus. How does that work? Like if I call up a Dave Grohl and I go, dude, I need you to play, uh, you know, on a couple of my tracks. Do I have to pay you? Like does does he work out a rate with you? Because I would think you're, you're pretty expensive. <laughs> Marble talk. The concept was Dave Grohl early on when he was still with Nirvana drummed on a Nine Inch Nails track or something like that. I don't remember exactly. And mm-hmm. so he's basically trying to, you know, be his accountant for him. Like, uh, did you get paid for that shit? Did you, did you get a dollar? <laughs> Yeah, unlike your staff, uh, people get paid to to create content. Well, he the Dave's Dave's going to tell you that no, he didn't get paid and he didn't care. Like he was just about having like having fun, and it, the session was not a paid session. But normally he he might. Um, I, on, on the other hand, I don't know if he was part of any kind of actors, uh, sorry, musicians union. He'd have to get paid something, wouldn't he? Yeah, I don't know. These these guys say stuff like that. Like oh, I was just. Happy to be a part of it. With a lot of them get paid. There, there's a lot of people getting paid in that industry, and a lot mm-hmm. of ghostwriting and credits. Mm-hmm. And sure. I would be really surprised if he was not compensated at all on it. But yeah, I don't know. Yeah, to to get or do you, you know do what's it gratis? Funny? That's that's the only time I've really been paid to play the drums on anyone's okay. record, like really? Queens of the Stone Age or Tenacious D or. All these different people that I play drums on that record, I just kind of go in and, and just do it and leave. Okay, so it's the opposite. He normally doesn't get paid, but this is the one time he did get paid, which makes perfect sense. Um, and if you get big enough, yeah, you can go and just waive a fee. If you're, if you're, if you're him and Foo Fighters sure. now, you can do whatever yeah. you want, wherever you want. Yeah. Um, but I can't see at that time, especially being as big as Nine Inch Nails were, just them going, listen, <laughs> would you like some exposure? Right. <laughs> the drummer for Nirvana needs exposure. Right. Yeah, Raven. It could just be trading favors. It could yeah. be, you know, I'll do this for you and you do something for a friend of mine. Yeah. I mean, currency in that industry, I can't imagine, has always got to be 
strict marbles like Wiggy thinks. He has no right, clue right. of yeah. how relationships work and people build businesses and brands. Yeah. And yeah, and then that synergy can sometimes help. It can even that you can cross over into another uh, fan base, even the people that might not listen. Like, I mean, I honestly, Nirvana did not have, and even Foo Fighters would not have had much to do with um, uh, Nine Inch Nails. But at the same time, you know, the later you get into the 80s, people are starting to cross over all over. And yeah, you could. It's a, it makes a good business sense move too. Uh, number nine, wig upset. Dave doesn't pick the pennies out of the fountain. Yeah, but wait a second. Wouldn't you like be pissed if like you you've laid down a drum track and then this thing blows up and it becomes one of the biggest records ever? And you go, you know, maybe the guy should have fucking paid me something Fuck for off. my time. I, yeah, I would I'm, think. Howard, I'm I'm doing okay. Okay. <laughs> like, I know. I could. I know. I could just but, go out. But no, I mean, I think it's you know, to me, it's it, it's just fun to. I, when I when I heard that clip the first time, I thought Bob Bob will have a field day with that one. <laughs> mm. Yeah, I mean he. <clears throat> that's the thing is Dave is in a situation that he's okay, unlike Howard's staff. Um, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he's, he's not at home. They're not a. He's not at home eating cat food like half of Howard's staff. So he can sit there and say, "Yeah, I don't need to get paid for this Queens of the Stone Age record." Yeah, he's got money. You know, that's yeah, that's a whole separate thing. But yeah. yeah. Howard would never understand something like that. I mean, because Howard's not passionate about anything like Queens of the Stone Age has good stuff. And Dave was probably a fan of that band. And he's already a multimillionaire. Like, yeah, maybe he did go ahead and do that. That's awesome if he did do that. And he's in a situation that he can. So think of the movie uh, Dirty Work, um, where he was asked to be the, the part that Adam Sandler plays, the devil. Um, and um he ends up not doing it. He, he gave some excuse like, ah, I didn't want to do it, whatever. I guarantee the money wasn't right. So he said, I'm not doing it. I'm too big for that shit. I had my own film and I'm doing, I'm going to play a bit part in a Norm MacDonald film. His ego would not allow him to do that. Uh, Howard? Raven? Yeah, Howard. Oh, okay. Yeah. Right. And he probably was shitting his pants that he would even get the line right. Yeah. Or make an ass of himself. <laughs> yeah, which, which definitely would have happened. So insecure. Also, uh, Dave mentioned it was just fun to do these collaborations. Yeah, well, he yeah. doesn't know fun. He has no concept of the word fun because he's never had fun in his life. Everything oh. is a job. Everything is dread or anger or resentment. It's just there's no fun for him. He, he, can't, he can't understand that concept. What enjoyment would a guy who hates music get out of going to a Nine Inch Nails right. concert or a Metallica concert? He's going to be seen or to just, you know, schmooze with people. That's the only reason. Or to be seen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, right? I think it's just foreplay for him and Ralph, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> Do you also have that visual of them in that tune, those tunics, those matching the tunics matching watching? Tunic. Yeah. Yes. Okay. I'm going to have to put that one in there. Number 10, Sirius XM really putting their money into the phone lines. The reason I like to hear that you were nervous is because I imagine being a musician and get, you know, after being in Nirvana, after having this huge success with Foo Fighters, <laughs> I just lost him. Shit. What happened? I don't know. He just, I just he lost his connection on the phone. <laughs> I heard this crazy noise and I didn't know what that was. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> and the next clip right away. Sirius XM really knows how to run a railroad. You know, uh, Dave, I was thinking about the last time you were on with the, you know, you had the whole band with you. And then 
I felt like I didn't get to the bottom of it, but um, when Pat was saying that you get together on a semi-regular basis and perform as a... Uh, why do we keep losing Dave? <laughs> Shit. He's not even a podcast. Most podcasts sound better than this. It's like a test pattern. Okay, next one is called Just Simply Drink. Hey, guys, anyone know what's going on? How come we keep losing Dave? Well, anyway, you heard the big announcement. Nice. that uh, Yeah, that is a big deal. Can you, and June 20th is not far away. No. Can't believe so. that. Dave went through a tunnel, actually. That's what happened. Oh, is he driving? Where is he going? (laughs) You know, what is he doing? No, I'm just kidding. I don't know what Dave... Let me ask Dave what's going on. Okay, we'll continue. Just a little bit more. Oh. Dave, what happened? I feel like... (laughs) (laughs) This is hysterical. It can't be on our end, right? What is he doing? I don't know. I'm telling you, man, I think it's those those, those uh, Russians hacking us. <laughs> it's his greatest interviewer of all time, guys. <laughs> and he <laughs> has 40, 40 plus years of experience on the radio, and he can't even fill in the blanks in no. between these horrible connections he's got with Dave. So he's just there like Robin. What do you think? I think it's the Russians. Not yeah. even all like, that, but wouldn't you expect like a Fred couple drops to lighten up the mood or yes. chill up, you know, eat up some sound, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like yes. some, some, some silence there. Fuck's sake. Some and self-deprecation <laughs> or some kind of joke or like, you know, that was just terrible. Yeah. And you know, Fred is there smoking a cigarette. He's probably not even in studio for this because what, it, what <laughs> need is there of him? Fuck. The next clip Hi, is, my Fred. Exactly. Number 13. Dave needs to get one of those Mullen phones. Oh, wow. Oh, wait, here's Dave. Howard, it's definitely not on our end, just so you know. <laughs> hey, Dave, what are you doing? Are you driving through a tunnel? I, no, I swear to God, because I, keep, I think I'm... I don't know if it's me or you. <laughs> oh, no. Wow. <laughs> I hear that noise. I'm like, he's gone again. That's weird. Dude, <laughs> the guy, oh, that is the terrible. Guy, he needed the summer off to recharge from this. Go ahead, Raven. This is what people are paying for a premium service, and this is yeah. what we're getting. So, guys, yeah, yeah, thanks. If you, guys, subscribe to our Patreon instead. You're not going to be disappointed. <laughs> You're not going to have this breakdown in the middle of, like, Raven. I thought... <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> man, was that bad. That was one of the worst ones I've heard yet. Okay, so also, this is, yeah, go ahead, oh, please. Just real quick, did you notice that Bowie's voice is gradually getting grittier and grittier? It sounds like he just smoked two packs of Marble Reds. Who's? Uh, Bowie. Oh, Bowie, yeah. That that was, um, we, I think the last time we went on the seventh, he was talking about him and Mary doing more pot based stuff and Edible, he definitely yeah. ha- he definitely had that fucking gravel going into the aluminum pan voice. Yeah, for sure. It, yeah. it this this show I mean this is really bad man like <laughs> as much as we joke on it this is seriously fucking bad do we even need to talk about it can we just play it and, and you know like get the same effect <laughs> I, that's what I'm thinking I mean they're sitting there you you think he drove through a tunnel oh I don't <laughs> 
How's it different from those nervous Mark phony phone calls that uh, Richard used to do, calling those cable access places, and and all of a sudden go, oh, you know, um, you know, like, uh, uh, I, I just want, uh, 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 sorry, uh, this is just my first time on our radio. <laughs> that was at least calculated this is just anyway number uh, this definitely is mark shabzovich uh clip it's called logic breakdown i'm not sure this one okay here we go thousands of hours on stage of, of, of performing in front of audiences the fact that you still get ner- still get nervous it means to me you still care you know yeah i mean you know there as what does getting nervous have to do with caring whether you're uh, you're you're performing or not? Nerve, your emotion. <laughs> Jesus Christ! I love doing stand. I love doing stand-up comedy when we're able to. In COVID, you can't. Uh, I still get nervous. That means that's nothing. That's my physiological reaction to getting in front of a mic and having people expect you to be funny and you're just failing miserably. I don't know. <laughs> like I, I don't. I don't get as nervous coming on here as I used to, but. It's because of, you know, I've I've done this a few times, like, but there's a big difference between doing this and getting on stage in front of thousands of people like you're, yeah. you're never going to get over that. That that's going to happen every time. Yeah, <laughs> I don't even and get the- why it was discussed. Like, what was the point? <laughs> well, <laughs> it just, well, it just made no sense. I think it's why Mark wanted to throw that one in. Um, next day, guys, is June 9th. So we're going into that. And this one. I think, uh, Raven, you clipped this one, didn't you? The ninth? The ninth was me, yeah. Tom Arnold was in. Okay. This is a short day, guys, so not a lot of clips. Number one, we knew Colton smoked the baloney pony all along. And if you guys will recall, uh, sorry, I was going to say Colin. Colton. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you're close. I was close. Colton was the guy on that Ellen appearance that married, remarried Beth and Howard, where he was looking at him the whole time. Um, and I don't believe that was a joke in the slightest. So here we go. A revelation. We knew Colton was gay the whole time. We all guessed it. Guess what? We did too. We knew Juan Carlos. Guessed or hoped. Uh, number two, Takei is an elitist Hollywood asshole. If I'm not mistaken, this is the fake Takei, right? Yeah, he wasn't. He was in like a week before or two weeks before this. or Yeah. But and they couldn't so get they him have... to do this. The, the stuff they could, the gay stuff they couldn't get him to do, they have fake George Decay do. Yeah, and you know there's some wilding alert, guys, so I'll give you a, a fucking warning right away. Oh, if uh, George uh, finally ate uh, Brad's ass this morning because he's really spewing a lot of shit out of his mouth. Wow. Excuse me. I I, I mean, listen, I am a fine uh, Asian gentleman, and you are a putrid uh, southern scoundrel. Well, that may be true, but George, I bet you're coming on here. So this is supposed to be Mitch McConnell versus Takei? Yeah. Fake These are two, two fake two. one, two fake yeah, two, characters. Two fake yeah. characters completely. <laughs> so yeah. we're twice removed from this being a good show at this point. Absolutely. Why not double down on the unfunny, Bob? <laughs> Welcome to my world. Yeah. Uh, out of everybody. And I just want equal time to say I'm proud of a lot of things, too. You know, I mean, what's the problem with that? Yeah, like an elite Hollywood asshole. <laughs> you know, I have you to are. say, uh, your, your neck is flab. Oh, my. Yeah, I got a quick theory on this, that um, 
because George was too good to do the gay stuff or too old or Brad put like stoppers on him, that now they're passive aggressively hitting George with this flack of Hollywood elitist and having him mm. go up against Mitch, a fake Mitch McConnell against fake George Takei, Takei, whatever it is. And yeah. that's that's kind of like them kicking him in the balls after he's gone and mm-hmm. he wouldn't do the shit they wanted. Yeah, um, maybe. And I think if he's desperate enough to be on the and take whatever money they'll give him, you know, probably fucking sag minimum or something um, that he will not even if he hears it, like even if Brad, who's a fan of the show or they claimed was a fan of the show, listened, he would be so like, oh, they're mentioning George. It's all good. Even if it's shit, it's good. He wouldn't get offended. But then it, on the other hand, if he did, thought that George was above it. They might still get pissed off, and this might come back to bite Howard on the ass when Decade maybe decides I'm not coming back in. I don't know. There's, there's, we'll have to wait and see. Um, number three, <laughs> King of All Blacks insults Wigward. So I think this could be cool. Now, is this the actual King of All Blacks, or does it he is. have a uh, impression? <laughs> no, an impressionist? Too. No, I don't think so. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Let me just uh, give this a warm-up that King of All Blacks was calling into another show. And that show called him out for being King of All Blacks on yeah. the Howard Stern show. Yes. So you're going to hear King of All Blacks' reaction to being called out as associated with the Howard Stern show. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Joe got tipped off that that could be King of All Blacks again. King denied uh, it. Oh, he no. To the, he always lies to Joe. Not only did he lie to Joe, but he, but he committed to the lie so much that he insulted me. In this, <laughs> L- listen to this. Well, what I'm, what I'm trying. This to is, you this is. Too. Oh, okay. People are calling in saying this is the king of all blacks. Ooh, give me a break. Are you the king of all blacks? Tell the truth. No, I don't even know who that is. <laughs> okay, let's keep going. <laughs> well, then, 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 go ahead, share, because I'm through with him. I'm liking. Yeah. Do, I know. You, do you call the Leonard Howard Stern? Lionel. Do you call the Howard Stern show? I would never listen to that idiot. That, that wasn't my question. You didn't. She didn't ask you whether you listened. I said, "Do you have? Have you ever called oh, the Howard me, I'm Stone through, I'm through Stern show?" I hung up on him. <laughs> they, they just get rid of him. <laughs> <laughs> Why was he? What was? What show was he calling into? Was he trying to prank them, Raven? Was, I don't remember the context. It's a show on Sirius called the Joe Madison Show. Okay. And obviously, King of All Blacks wasn't getting enough time on Wiggy's sure. show. Yeah. He also has his own YouTube channel. I'm not going to promote it. Mm-hmm. But he he's always been one to call into shows. So this was just his way of getting clout. He's clout farmer or uh, feeding his addiction for attention. That oh, yeah. another narcissistic behavior, but on a lesser scale than Howard or Robin. I believe, and I can't remember who it was, and it might have been Mark who sent me the clip, but somebody sent me something that I, and I know I have it somewhere, just, it's in the, it's in the fucking Mishigash I have with my fucking hard drive of, uh, on either King of All Black show or another show, he actually takes the time to tell the host or the guest on his own show that he has to take some time to record something for the Stern show. Yeah, you sent that to me and I listened to it. So it was from his own YouTube show. Mm-hmm. And he had to cut it short because he had to pre-record something for Howard. Yeah. Now, what that was, we'll never know. But yeah. 
this was this year. It wasn't that long ago. It was probably <clears throat> late spring sometime. Yeah. That's right. And uh, what happened to spontaneity? <laughs> what happened to radio? Uh, this guy was famous for just calling into the show and, you know, presumably being, you know, on, off the, on the fly. But that man, that was a long time ago when that happened. Now it's all calculated. Are you king? Are you ready to call in? Yes, I am. Boom. There it is. So um, anyway, I just thought that was funny. The next one, <clears throat> number four, S's. C's and X's are not your friends, Howie. So pronunciation, uh, <laughs> pronunciation activity here, folks. I love these. Jimmy Lee and James Cameron and 400 other crew members. <laughs> this is fake Arnold, I believe, by the way. Yeah. Mm. Or, or a fake Arnold. Maybe not the fake Arnold because this guy sounds like a shitty fake so, Arnold. So now we have impressionists of impressionists. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's like a low, low red. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. No, but... Can... but but I'm saying, yeah, what an attractive, what a sexy scene. And comical oh. because she sexy scene. He's straight Imus. He's straight up Imus right now. <laughs> like that's his, his shitty Imus impression, un, un, unintentional impression. <laughs> now, this part is a little dark, guys. So I apologize because we don't do whack packers. But like every now and then when it comes up into the the in yeah. the set in the breakdown we gotta you know just at least acknowledge it ask napkinhead who calls it calls into the show and he's clearly fucked up and he says he's on heroin and it doesn't sound like he isn't so you judge for yourselves I haven't heard from you in a while how you doing pal hey hey Howard how are you doing I, right. got, I got fucked up man I got fucked up what happened uh, I got I got heroin. What? Oh, what? you got heroin. Really? You're, you're on, it. Heroin. You're on yeah, heroin right now? Dude. Ed. I Ed. Mean, it's just fucked up. When I heard it the oh. first time, I go, Jesus Christ, get off the phone. Like, literally dump it. Why wouldn't you yes. dump this? God, this show is just a fucking barrel of monkeys now, isn't yeah. it? Just, I mean, one disturbing thing after the next. Like, this is fucked up, man. It truly was. And at the time, we all kind of believed it was real. Um, it's, it's so dark, and you're giving him exactly what he wants. So by putting him on the air while he's like this, you're only encouraging him, if it was real, to do it again. And we know what a dark history there is on the show with Artie and his heroin habit. Absolutely. So why would you go? I, I don't know if I recorded how long this happened. Oh, I did. Ten minutes. And then he ditched Ed to talk to the staff to find out if he needed assistance. Ten minutes he let this go on. Ten minutes too long, in my opinion. And I went to, of course... Doing the research that I do, I went to Instagram and looked, or I'm sorry, Cameo, and mm -hmm. I looked up Ass Napkin Ed. And now he was suspended for a while back in June or July. He mm -hmm. couldn't post and his stuff was on lockdown. And then eventually he came back. Now, if you look ever at his cameos, wow, dark, dark, dark stuff. And if you look into his eyes, I'm saying 50 50 on the heroin thing. I don't know. Yeah. Mm -hmm. He uh, looks like a, a total degenerate, not somebody I would ever trust in a million years. But yeah. I'm not saying that relates to the heroin, but, I mean, we know how depraved 
and what a degenerate he is on the show and the stuff that he talks about. So yeah. I'm just letting you know that I looked into it a little bit, and he said he was going to start charging the prices that um, High Pitch Eric was charging because he was jealous that he, you know, he was charging like 15 so he upped his price to like $27. But he, a High Pitch Eric gets 75 for a cameo. Fuck's sake. So I don't know what – I haven't looked at it probably in a month now. But, um, but that from, was part of the thing was pitting um, Ass Napkin versus High Pitch. But Raven, to your recollection, when you were listening, because cameo is what sixty seconds each clip at most, most of the time, maybe sometimes a little longer. It depends on the person, I suppose, and how much they pay. Did he sound similar in those clips to this, or worse, or better? Uh, he sounds a little different, but not as high pitched. I guess okay. I'm talking about Asnef Kinnead. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. He still sounds like him. It's okay. the same cadence. It's the same everything. It's just, it's um. Um, a deeper sound, maybe? Because here's the here's the conundrum. If it's fake, it's disturbing. And if it's real, it's even more disturbing. Right. Mm-hmm. right There's now, no winning on this. No, there isn't. So that's, we're going to play it through, guys, because you want to hear what kind of asshole this is. I really fucked up, man. Ed, you're on heroin right now while I'm talking to you? I'd rather not say... Yeah, I am. Now, wow. any instance of it, but this sounds dangerous to me. Are you? What do you mean you fucked up? jeez. Uh, uh, I, I just fucked. Like I don't know about you guys, but this is like this depresses me. Uh, yeah. And I, and I have no. I'm not an ass napkin head. I'm not a whack packer fan, so I don't have any skin in the game here. I don't really give a fuck. But uh, I am a human being, and that's the difference. And I don't. Wigs just. You know. What do you mean fucked up? What do you mean you fucked up? What's that tick tock in the back? Is that a grandfather clock? Does it go cuckoo when it hits twelve and twelve thirty? What's the story, man? Like you, you, prolonging this bullshit. If the guy's on heroin, hang up the fucking phone. Where's the entertainment value? Whatever, heroin or not, he's not in a good place. No. You know? Asnapkin's always been a drunk and sort oh. of like a, a pills kind of guy. Okay. Someone who maybe would take an oxy or something. Okay. But for him to say that he shot it up with a needle, I mean, that's going way beyond pill popping. Oh, yeah. That's yes. a whole different level. And, yeah, it, it is sad. There's nothing entertaining. And I've never seen an entertaining heroin addict ever no, in my life. No, Now, God Artie no. came close, but even then it was sad. It Looking sad. back on it, knowing what I know now, those, those are hard to watch days when oh, we yeah. knew he was on heroin. Oh, yeah. And, uh, or, yeah, quote, unquote, recovering. I mean, there's no other way of putting it. I fucked up. How did you take I'm sorry because I like you. I like the Stern show. I like all that shit. Uh, I, <laughs> Ed, did you snort it or shoot it? I'm sorry, Robin. Did you snort it or shoot it? What the fucking difference does it make, who you fucking cares? idiot? Like, who cares? All oh, this trivializing this shit shittiness it's awful when i said asshole guys i meant howard obviously um yeah i will say this though robin knows how to keep the conversation going as an interviewer 
where Wiggy is scared shitless because I think this caught him off guard. I don't know that he was expecting this. I don't think anything like this would have been prearranged by the staff as scripted. So they probably thought they were just getting the usual ass napkin shit talk. And here it comes out, you know, with drug talk. So not that Robin, right. It doesn't matter whether he snorted or shot it, but in the same sense, you don't hear Howard talking much. No. So she's just filling in the gaps because they know that this isn't entertaining. (laughs) Howard's probably texting. I'd rather not say. You can say. I want to know. Needle. Oh, neither. Geez. Did you put it in your? No, ass? he said needle. Oh, needle. Oh, I thought he said neither, and I'm like, how do you get it uh, in there? If you don't snort get it, it in. <laughs> oh, yeah. You fucking cocksucker! Howard. You had a heroin addict working for you for years. You don't know how it happens. Fucking idiot. Howard immediately goes to the ass. I mean, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ Almighty. Um. Should you? Ed, is there? Do you need to go to a hospital or? or do you, do you hear what I'm saying? Do you need well, to go to a hospital? You know, you know where I was on First First Avenue, which is uh, Bellevue. All right, so they took care of me. Um, is it First Avenue or First? So one <laughs> of the one of the caveats that Ed put out after he talked about this was going to see Dr. Drew either in LA or Miami, like basically a paid vacation to go to rehab. And I'm not sure if on Ed's part, this was all him or if the staff was trying to reel in Dr. Drew for some drama. Mm -hmm. There's something shady going on here on somebody's part, but I'm willing to put it on that. Just ask napkin Ed at this point to bring it up that he wanted Dr. Drew to help him get off heroin after his first time on it. Interesting, uh, because we all, we all know most things are bits on the show, and I have a hard time rationalizing that this one is a bit just yet. But I, you know, keep it up in the air, Bob. I I just think it's funny that the Dave Grohl call cuts out, but this one goes the whole <laughs> <laughs> the whole length. Yeah. Her- heroin heroin <laughs> improves connectivity. Number six, Wig won't take responsibility for Ed. And well, I got me all fucked up, man. This is Chris, and my name's Chris. And uh, here's what I'm going to suggest. I, I like is, are you in medical video. trouble? Is What I'm worried about is maybe this guy OD'd or something. Um, you know, I, 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 know Ed, I know Ed many years. Usually by, by 10 a.m. he's drinking every day, and uh, uh, this is a new level. So Right. I'm going to I'm going to do me a favor, Ed. Listen, uh, this isn't the kind of enabling I'm used to. Uh, Mm. Normally, we don't mind when you're fucked up on uh, booze. But when it gets to heroin, you know, that's when I draw the line. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. Also, for for filler content, they had to bring in Chris Wilding to mock ass napkin. To mock him. Exactly. Using ass ass napkins voice. That's what uh, I thought. That's what I thought it was. Jesus, that was tasteful. Fucking exp- disgraciad Canadian. Fuck him. <laughs> Sorry, that, guys. I'll apologize for that cocksucker. That is funny that he's like, oh, you know, normally he's just destroying himself with alcohol. So this really <laughs> threw me for a loop. <laughs> I don't know how to deal with this one. Do you need help? 
Yeah. I mean, maybe he doesn't even well, know. You do. You remember Drew, Drew Prinsky? Oh, you want to go to celebrity rehab? Is that what? You're... Well, Drew, he actually Drew offered me. He actually offered me something, and I hope he he hears the show. All he right. actually offered me to go to to Florida and shit. Um, maybe you better go. Yeah. Oh, is this a yeah, way to get a vacation? Okay, there's only a few seconds left, guys. What is that? Yeah, I mean, I, I, I don't know how to handle this. Like Drew you ask <laughs> Nappy Chris, you want to go to uh, the Bahamas? Oh, oh, fucking God. Oh, thank you. God. This is a way to get a vacation, she said. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, number seven. Hey, everybody. <laughs> Wiggy knows a guy. Pocket in California. Let me call the guy who's never coached anyone through an acid trip. Right. This guy will buy heroin on the street and inject it into his skin, but he won't trust a vaccine. Right. Oh, yeah, he's an anti-vaxxer. Yeah, that's my problem. I know other people who haven't taken the vaccine, and they're, they're driving me nuts. These are people, the person I'm thinking of, has done so many high-risk things. <laughs> <laughs> I know a guy. I know a guy. <laughs> it's always these vague things. I know a guy, dude. It's like whatever. No age, uh, age, you know, so age, uh, you know, nationality. Where does he live? How old is he? Is he married? Uh, why don't you just give his fucking name? Because you don't know anybody. Fuck you. That, I, I wish I could tell you the story of the high risk thing <laughs> and won't take. You wish you could tell the story because you don't have one. Fucking no. <laughs> I haven't made it up yet. The vaccine. Because they haven't done enough research for this person. Can you imagine? I took the vaccine. Robin took the vaccine. We all took the vaccine. Nothing happened except now we can walk around a little bit freer. Yeah, and he spent the whole fucking hour of a show complaining how he was dying, but didn't admit that he was taking, he got a vaccine and that he was just suffering the symptoms of the vaccine. Fucking idiot. Uh, And then claimed, you know, oh, I'm sick. I'm sick. I don't know what it is. I don't know what happened. Fucking prick. Oh, yeah. Um, Number eight, spinster slobbin, too lazy. People, would you <laughs> say the same thing about yourself? Get out of here. Yes, she does. I okay, don't she want a long-term relationship, and I have. Do you think you're not men, capable? But you're actually. I don't want to. I wouldn't even do you think, make. Do you think you're not capable of it? <laughs> I I must not be because it seems like an effort to me. Do you think I'm um, Robin? You'd be a guest on the Benji show and uh, end this misery of mine. <laughs> well, it seems like talking. an effort. Seems, seems like an effort. Like yeah. Well, I mean, how how old Go is ahead, she Bob. now? How old is Robin? A year older than Howard, as far as I know. So sixty-eight, going on sixty-nine. I mean, hasn't the relationship train train <laughs> kind of gone? I mean, it's left it's left the station a long time ago. Um, <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, relationships. It's funny when I listen to the old clips. It seemed like that Mister X thing was the only kind of tether she had to reality and after Mm -hmm. that it was all like you know all these dating shit i mean dennis rodman date clarence clemens wanted her all these people came in whatever and raven and was it you that postulated she might actually be lesbian yeah batting for the same team martina simona and i just checked she's 69 69 lovely uh, Jesus, she's, she's, she's way too much effort. Too much, too much comes with too the dinner effort. party expression. Oh yeah. my God. Yeah. Number nine. This is the last clip for the day, guys. Tom Arnold glitch. 
And uh, we, we we travel. I mean, Chris is from uh, Wisconsin. I'm from Iowa. We go to switch off football games. Very close. When he came out to do my television <laughs> show or my HBO specials. I can't give it too much shit. That, that sounds like, yeah, I'm sure Tom has that glitch effect on his phone. Um, but uh, and there, there wasn't much in that interview to go through, was there, Raven? No, that's that's the thing. Like, Tom's been in so many things. And there's so many great questions that Wiggy could have asked him, mm-hmm. but he didn't. He kind of dwelled on Arnold a bit. He talked about sobriety and he just, you know, how many wives he had. He kind of passive aggressive ball kicked him that way, you know, being on his fourth or fifth wife and how much money. And he has to work because he's given away all his money in divorces. So, uh, yeah. Absolutely. It wasn't that great of an interview. I mean, I like Tom Arnold in Trailer Park Boys. I know a lot of people don't like that. It's mm-hmm. it's white trash humor. But, I mean, there are some things he's done. He was with Snoop Dogg when he did it. And he's, you know, he, he's got a career that's still going. So Tom Arnold is another kind of thing where Wiggy doesn't have the same um, long-lasting time span on TV and movies. Where Tom's done both. And, you know, he had the whole Roseanne thing. He's managed to stay in the public eye as like a B-level, C-level person. But I questioned his sobriety as much as he talks about it. He always sounds wound up. I don't know what it is, if it's like something over the counter or a prescription. But there's something about the guy that just kind of worries me. Like his heart is going to give out because he's always so like high octane yeah well you said it not me but okay (laughs) i'll go i I will forego the you know inevitable qf tom arnold i'll just presume that we'll not get the tom arnold qf interview in the future um not that i really i like i think i think i don't hate the guy i just uh, know that he's been a little too present and i've heard him in too many podcasts so he doesn't have that many stories to tell with some of them are great stories but once you've heard them you've heard them it's kind of like Artie. Guys, believe it or not, we are now in June 14th. We have hit mid-month, and thanks to Sam for clipping these. Uh, the first one is called, Who Wants a Woman's Ass? <laughs> Twitter feed, I don't know which one it is, but uh, he, he, he's he been tweeting pictures without attribution. In other words, it was this picture of a girl with her whole ass out. Yeah. Um, very sexy girl with a big tuchus, big meanie tuchus. I fucking hate when he uses that that uh, Yiddish oh, words, and I, I don't mind I don't mind Yiddish, but that really, like because yeah. <laughs> he says if he says ass, it disgusts him. If he can get around it, if it's took us. And he said highlight of the week, something like that, and his Twitter feed, and it was just this uh, woman. And I think he's talking about Ronnie, if I'm not mistaken. Right, okay. Ronnie ran hot chick of the week. Yeah, and he talked about this woman, Zena, who ran it for him. So, uh, yeah, she would allow certain things to go up and that's what we're listening to is what she picked. Right. Who was in a thong with her ass out. Ass streaks. But we, but he, he, but it was weird because we were like, well, what's in it for the woman? She, he doesn't like say where he got it from. And, uh, you know, the whole idea is like maybe Ronnie would push some people to her account. Okay, just a little bit more. Right. But, yeah. But he was very taken with this one girl, and he's just like, highlight of the week. And it's a girl with a big, meaty tuchus. It looked like two orbs with the, with, the, with the thong stuck up the asshole. 
<laughs> when he talks about, I know why Sam clipped this. Now, the, the longer I think, the longer you hear it, the more you get it. It's just it, he's disgusted. He's dis- the way he describes yeah. a woman's ass is like he's describing some kind of cadaver. Yeah, you know, like like her ass is hanging out. Asses don't hang. They unless Never. unless you're I don't know, unless you're ninety maybe or or if you're my six hundred pound <laughs> life or something. Yeah, I don't even get what he's saying here. What's wrong with seeing? an ass and a thong like it seems i don't even get where where the issue is with this it's, it's like dracula talking about garlic with disdain um, <laughs> as, the woman, as the woman right now i'm gonna say i'm fine with watching is seeing a woman's ass hanging out you know, I'm sure they it, she, it was well-rounded. It wasn't a fat, flabby one. I'm sure it was muscly or, you know, whatever you guys like. But I'm not offended by an ass. I'm not offended by <laughs> you tit. Would, oh. I'm not offended. You wouldn't describe it like some guy, you know, describing a crime scene going... Uh, fucking <laughs> fucking labia was folded over like <laughs> like the deli counter at Schwab's and oh and the fucking gunt was out and you know like he he has such disgust over the female form like this is kind of why I say Bob and Deborah please come over to the dark side because <laughs> you know it's inevitable but again the only thing we're lacking is that fucking smoking gun smoking a few things smoking but let's finish this one and I, I said to the guys, like, does she like? Does she go somewhere? She's on a yacht, and does she like sit on the couches on the yacht? I mean, who wants that ass in on that the... outfit? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, what is she supposed to do? Chick, levitate? Who would want a chick with a nice ass and a thong? I mean, why? Why would you want that around? God forbid. Now this next clip is funny. It's called nuclear nuclear holocaust thwarted by Ronnie's tweets. What happened was they had some kind of. Um, you know, the uh, the test pattern they used to show on TV whenever this is a test. This has been a test of the emergency broadcast system. So you hear this tone suddenly cut into the broadcast. That is a, it's clearly not something they intended. If, if, if somebody follows you on Twitter, you. Oh, what the hell was that? What was that? <laughs> that was weird. <laughs> is that me? <laughs> you got it? Okay. They got it. Okay. Oh, fuck, that was awesome. <laughs> I just almost had a heart attack. That's right. I was like, uh-oh, this is the big one. Here we go. You know what that is. Because in the 80s, in early Saturday, Saturday morning cartoons, we'd see, I'd see that all the time. I, I'd mm-hmm. see that. I'd see that little. The, this has been, a, you know, if this were a real emergency, you. This is the kind of. This is the broadcast you'd see because these are all running out of the states. Most of the cartoons, and and you know, this is the height of the Cold War. So we were waiting for the Star Wars fucking battle to happen <laughs> every day on CNN. There'd be <laughs> some big Star Wars satellite shooting down nukes, like it was this graphic. Anyway, Con Five. Exactly. It was just well, like what, uh, what caused yeah, that? I, I'm still confused. What what caused that to happen there? No Anybody? idea. Yeah. No. <laughs> it was. I've never heard it before on the show. That was the first. I'm so glad Sam clipped it. Great job, it, Sam. It, it was Fred. <laughs> oh shit! <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. I'm getting docked from the Turk. Nuclear I'm war. I'm sitting under my desk now and putting my, you know, head between my legs. <laughs> What I'm saying, Ron, if someone follows you on Twitter, right, they are getting after you look at all these different sites, you're taking the best of the best and putting it on yours. So in a way, you save them a lot of time from looking at, you know, eights. You're just getting all tens, right? Yeah. Well, 
it's it's just what uh, you know. I feel I want to put up. That <laughs> we need a seventy-one-year-old to endorse our arses. Number three, rest home Twitter feed. What about? I even had to, I even had to turn the computer on in the morning now by myself. <laughs> and what? And you also I have get on the air by myself now. What's that? You have titty. You have titty Tuesday, hump day, and who cares Friday? No, and thong, uh, thong Thursday, dude. Don't forget about that's the best one. Thong Thursday. Thong's thong Thursday. Thursday. Thong Thursday. Okay. Thong Thursday. That's where I got that picture of the girl on the yacht from Thong Thursday. Right. My so now shadow, you go through my all boy of shadow the shadow. Fuck's sake. And uh, before we, the last uh, breakdown, Strange Fruit, I believe we titled it, um, we discussed how he was shitting on Ronnie like endlessly, like the leaving of Ronnie from the show. And this is another week of that. You'd think, didn't I just hear this last week? Well, you did. And you're going to hear more of it, sadly. Um, Number four, Howard's monologue on Ronnie's fame. I'm worried about, if I may put a disclaimer on Ronnie's advice. <laughs> Ronnie became a big shot a oh. couple of years ago. Once I brought him into the show, you know, when he used to just be my driver, he wasn't on the show. He used to complain to me. I don't know why Ralph. Nobody was writing him about his their right. ankle break. No. And then when I brought <laughs> him in to the show and put him on the air regularly, he it blew up. Ronnie's fame became very big. Then he got in with all the guys at scores at the time. And then aside from certain other people, who's been who's had he's gotten more mileage out of Ronnie being on the air than just about anybody. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So would anybody really complain about Ronnie anything like getting anything off of the show, considering, you know, you wanted it this way. He wanted him the whole Petcock saga, all the fucking, you know, um, the every time there's interns, a block party shit, uh, score stuff, speeches he made over the years. I think Wiggy knows that he's gotten more drops and more content out of Ronnie than anybody else. JD, Absolutely. John Hine, Bowie, any of these guys. I mean, Wilding is a close second. But that's because he does every voice in the world badly, but he does mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. And so with Ronnie, you know, it's still with Ronnie's leaving me. Ronnie's going to Vegas. Ronnie's going to be awake every time they're live and he's going to be available. He's going to get up at four in the morning or three thirty in the morning to be on the show at four when they come on at seven. So I never understood why he had to bash Ronnie so bad. He doesn't want to see him in person. So where does it, why does it matter where he is? Because he is that's NPD. That's available. narcissistic personality yeah. disorder. It's control. It's abandonment. It's, yeah, it's all of those things. You, they, you don't go quietly from one of those people. You go taking some lashes on the way. I mean, Howard's kind of in a situation where he can't be completely aggressive because it is Ronnie's age and time to go. Yeah. But still, like, this is such a great example of what I talk about with the abandonment issues that go along with NPD is just even though they don't see each other, they're not a part of it. It's that's how tight of a control they need to have on the people around them. And Ronnie is a source of supply to a certain degree. But if he's that tight with Ronnie and that stiff and his need for him imagine what beth goes through you know like that's this is straight in pd this is how they operate if they even sense that you're gonna abandon them even though it's your complete right they're gonna make sure that you get fucked up on your way out you know i mean that's what's gonna happen bob i have a question for you 
now yeah. that he's coming back and he's going to be on the radio again and mm-hmm. Ronnie's going to be in Vegas, do you believe it's going to be worse than before or the same or not as bad? The way um, he treats Ronnie for abandoning him. I think it could possibly be worse. Um, I, I, I don't know. I don't know what kind of coping mechanism he's going to work at. <clears throat> I feel like this show is going to have a lot of different um, energy and feel than it did before, because I think that they're going to start scaling back whatever budget they've given him to this point. And this was pretty much this break was his opportunity to plan and uh, create the show with this reduced budget. So then you have this interesting dynamic going on with what Ronnie's pay actually is and how much does Howard actually need him and rely on him at this point. And if Ronnie is just straight up getting a fee to be on the show and Howard knows that that's going to set up a different dynamic. I mean, if it's the same dynamic that it is now, I have a feeling that it'll be worse. And I think Howard will probably try to devalue whatever he's doing out there and try to chip away at whatever he has going on and, and will do his damnedest to, to just abuse him. I mean, flat out. I would I would hazard to say that he's going to get treated worse as well because he is leaving him. That's going to be and when he calls, he's going to be reminded, here's Ronnie in Vegas. And that's just going to stick in his craw right off the bat. And then also, Mm -hmm. ultimately, he's being deprived of a target more often than he'd like to be. And so anytime they can't just have him in any time. I'm sure he's going to have to prearrange like, look, you're going to call in on Wednesdays or every other Tuesday or something. And they'll have yeah. it set up. Of course, it'll all be prearranged bullshit and unfunny as obvious as, as, as normal. But it's, it's still in the back of his mind. You to say we're paying him to appear. Now he's a different kind of employee. Exactly. He doesn't, he doesn't need me anymore. So fuck him. That's yeah. the, so, so the abandonment thing, yeah. My my thinking is this, or my question is this: Are the staff getting paid per bit, per airtime, or do they have an annual salary? So, I yeah yeah. Go ahead. I, no, I that think, was it. I, if I were to guess, I think that they're going to take all those people off salary and they're going to start paying them per bit and per an appearance would be my guess. Yep. Yeah. So it's, it's more of a Lord of the flies situation <laughs> as to who can get the most time on air and get the most material. And they know mm-hmm. what Wiggy likes. So it's going to be gay stuff. It's going to be ass stuff. It's going to be whack pack bullshit or hey. going, you know, like Wolfie who goes off to, stupid conventions but yeah thanks to covid a lot of those conventions aren't happening but they did this summer i have a feeling because regulations were loosened up but i'm not sure i don't know um wendy i don't have an update on her mm-hmm. um we'll get to her later in the breakdowns yeah. but yeah she's got a lot of craziness in her life so one of those things we'll never know I'm just going to be curious to see what the dynamic is, because we've already seen this falling off with them where so much of the staff element was someone ratting someone out, you know, beforehand. And then now no one's there. And I don't really know how much anyone knows what's going on with it. It's like 
very peripheral, like someone will rat on someone's Twitter feed, but that's not, that's whatever, you know, like that's not that compelling of radio. And then on top of that, the person has time to prepare for all that. And then if they're, if they're being booked as talent at this point, that's a whole new dynamic. I just think the show is going to be fucking terrible. I mean, even worse than it is, like, I think they're going to they they're having them scale back quite a bit, you know. I think they kept they they signed that contract while the show was going on. They gave them a buffer um with the uh budget. The staff got informed that the budget's getting reduced after this period of time. That's when you start to see some of them leave and uh I don't I don't foresee him finishing the contract, honestly. You mentioned that before. Uh, Raven, yeah, please. Well, I I agree that the staff knows if they post anything on Twitter that they're going to be fodder for the show. So Mm -hmm. most of them probably don't want their personal lives brought into it or any partying or any such thing that they can get bashed down for. Only good stuff. So we're going to have Jason Kaplan, how much weight he lost, right? Uh, My friend that had the surgery that we talked about. He said he's guessing that he'll have 100 pounds lost by the time they come back to the show. And mm-hmm. he also predicts that he will get a divorce by the end of the year because he'll think he can get better than Janice, his wife. Mm-hmm. So wow. those are two things um, to look for. But that's uh, not like that That whole storyline, him losing weight, like that's what I'm saying. The difference is... Before they would rat and say, hey, uh, Sal's wife is texting a guy or they would rat and say, "Uh, this guy snitched on this person or Richard cried because someone sent him some, you know, that was funny. But Jason losing weight or Ronnie had a girl's thong on his Twitter. I mean, this isn't that compelling a stuff like that's why i don't know how long this element with like features of the staff are gonna go because they're just not that interesting in general i mean he beat the fuck out of shuli over moving but that whole thing wasn't that interesting like it was just whatever my thing is that jd is the dumbest and that he will get (laughs) caught for telling somebody on the staff, like Will or John Hine or Bowie, some stupid night out he had where, like, when he was drinking the Pappy Van Winkle for $100 yeah. that he was getting free and getting blackout drunk and all the crazy shit that he might be doing, smoking and drinking, that mm-hmm. might become more of a regular thing and then he'll become worried about. I know they want to, it was talked about that they want to veer away from whack packers, but. That's like a big crux of the show is 30%, maybe 20% as of late. Whackpackers like Tan Mom still around, Jeff the Drunk still around, yeah. Ass Napkin, High Pitch. High Pitch got, got read the Riot Act before break because he was not contributing. He was not answering calls or emails. That's... And he wouldn't work with Wolfie. He only wanted to work with Shuli and Shuli was gone. Yeah. So the closest one that he would work with was Sal. Yeah, that's that's and, coming up actually. Yeah. That's one of the clips for sure. Now the thing is, um, what I what I also realized there 
what's one of the key things missing? Okay, a third, the third mic. Yes, they need actually a third and fourth mic and just get rid of Robin, to to be brutally honest, and get rid of Howard, Howard too. Yeah, but uh, when he used to do, like, movie reviews, he'd talk about movies, talk about TV shows. He talks about nothing important, nothing anybody cares about. Like, and that's been for years now. And it's one thing to say, look, I'm not interested in new movies. I'm not interested in this. But if you're some fucking old duffer and you're interested in your Metamucil to make sure you fucking have floating shits, that's your discussion. Why don't you talk about the skid marks? Why don't you talk about like like you're talking about everything that interests you that could only interest someone on their way out the fucking door. And Mm -hmm. like, yeah, so Jason losing weight. No one gives a shit. If Jason gets divorced, everybody cares. Everyone's here. The dirt they wanted. They were desperate to get tank. Um um JD's wife grifter slash you know wife le- slash lesbian you know <laughs> yeah double agent uh they wanted her on the show because she's got such a social media presence or did I had I don't follow it uh, anymore but um and she is smart enough I think to not be able not want to be fodder on the fucking air because she was a fan she was just a, a a big a grifting fan and she just doesn't want to be made fun of for free for content for some fucking multimillionaire, yeah. like the way, you know, we did the, that ex- exploited episode, the whole point. Exactly. Well, J- JD refused to let her come on the air. Yeah. He got in front of that. It wasn't her that said no, it was him. He did not I, want his wife on the show. I'd say it was both of them because he doesn't seem like he has the balls to, just to, you know, to open a door for someone, let alone make a decision for his wife. Um, and so I'd say, is mutual. I'd say he. I'd say him. Him knowing the show, saying, "Look, I, it's bad enough. I'm already on the show. They're going to make fun of me. That's just part of the show. But we don't both have to be fodder for this fucking cheapskate." Exactly. Asshole. Exactly. Yeah. Right. And that's the dynamic here because you don't have the peer pressure element either, and you're able to kind of manicure what's known, what isn't known, what you're going to discuss, like. You know, the, the industry that I am, I'm in with uh, this. This is probably a good way to put it. Like <clears throat> I I work with some medical clinics. If someone leaves the clinic without paying a copay or deductible or whatever, the chances of us recovering that money decreases 50 percent the second they walk out the door. So in a way, it's like the way that I view this show is everybody's out the door already. So yes. like there's there's such an element with having that person there with being able to pressure them with someone overhearing something with someone coming there every day and just saying something like I don't really see value in keeping the staff at this point if you don't have that in-person pressuring element because that's where they got so much of the good content from and they just they like none of this shit I've heard with Ralph or Ronnie or whatever like this isn't that fucking entertaining. It's stupid shit, you know? It's like it's kind of like how the mob, would, when they were in Vegas, and like you've seen in the movie Casino, Joe Pesci goes out to Vegas because he can get away with a bunch of shit and not have the bosses find out because they're too far away. Exactly. And, and they can have ears and eyes and ears, and eventually they do find out. But for a while there, he has almost carte blanche, like a dead zone where he can do whatever he likes and be a cowboy as long as he's taking care of business back home. So it's the same. You're right. It's a, There's a good uh, parallel there with the staff. And if they're no longer in studio and what we're going to hear, they're going to try to peer pressure 
hypercheric and guilt him into doing the show regularly. But again, we talked about it many times on the show. If he's doing cameo and he's making money hand over fist, because 75 mm-hmm. bucks for a cameo for that fucking piece of shit, that's a lot of Sarah Lee cakes. And, um, you know, <laughs> just one, just one call will feed him for a fucking day. Uh, I think, um, at least a couple meals, uh, Raven. Fun fact. High pitch makes six figures on cameo. Wow. Six figures. I'm doing something wrong. Yeah. <laughs> We're editing and <laughs> we're doing two hours of stuff. You know, does anybody want our cameo? I don't I think not. Not yet. No. Anyway. Yeah. How much Gary Puppet one's fine, but that's it. Okay, fair enough. Uh so let's try to clip through some of these. Yeah, NASCAR. And he became a playboy. He really did. That's when Let's Fuck Some Whores started happening and all this shit. He got a very fu- this got a big head. wife shit. Right. Yeah, enough of this wife shit. He got a big head. Fame went okay. to his head. He, he won't admit it. You know fame went to your head. Stop it. You know what I'm talking about. I never said he, it he, didn't. Okay. He became a very, let's say, a dapper Ronnie. Girls, you know, at scores would throw themselves all over him. They started all of a sudden. He was he was Pierce Brosnan as 007, <laughs> dapper, dapper. <laughs> Ronnie. <laughs> He's on the That's front bad. of GQ, dapper. Oh it's God. almost. It reminds me of when Howard goes like, it, "He looks gorgeous. He's a gorgeous man." Yeah. <laughs> and then he said in that clip that uh, Mark has sent, he said, "No man says gorgeous." No, I've never <laughs> said that about another man the, once. No, no straight man says that. <laughs> Girls <laughs> say that, and they were really affectionate right. toward him. And it was a whole thing going on. And then he would hang out with Lonnie over at Lonnie's place, and the girls would be every with the girls and the girls and the girls. Then he started opening up different strip clubs and the girls and the girls thought Ronnie was the man. So Ronnie got, you know, now when he gives you advice, I'm just putting a disclaimer on Ronnie's advice. When he says, you know what you got to do? She's not fucking you. Go out and get some new pussy. Oh, <laughs> oh God. Nothing, nothing more cringeworthy than his low rent dice, uh, dice clay version. Although, let's be fair. Ronnie did totally ape dice clay, his whole persona. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, but this is point. old. This is old news. The yeah, I brought Ronnie on the show and he turned right. into a thing. I mean, I heard this over ten years ago. Like he's been he's been saying it regularly. Every time there's a dressing down for him, it's got to be. I'm gonna I'm gonna tell the story once again of how I built fucking Ronnie up and I made him and I you know it's it's almost like this mafia yeah. you're like mafia thing like uh, you know I put you where you are and you treat me with such disrespect. You don't even think to call me Godfather. <laughs> so I'm going to play the next one. It's called Rubbing the Magic Genie Lamp. Oh, my God. His life you know changed when he met. I, when I met Ronnie, his life oh. changed. And I'm going to tell you something. Ronnie's not the only one. Whoever comes into right. my life lives a great life. And Ronnie can tell you. What? <laughs> Whoever so comes in. Now, listen. It? When you know me, it's like having a magic genie. <laughs> It's wrong. Like, I'm, I'm not sure if it's a genie or a fairy. I'll go for the fairy. <laughs> <laughs> I knew I'd have use for that fucking drop. <laughs> Listen, these NPD people, they fucking will hold shit over your head. I mean, he's still holding it over his head. This yeah. is why if anyone's out there listening, still listening about NPD stuff, never accept anything 
any favors from them. Don't accept anything from them. You will never hear the end of it. We hear it right now. Whatever Ron, money Ronnie earned, he earned it. Ronnie's giving him free material online. Ronnie was flying all over the fucking place. Ronnie bought those fucking limos. Ronnie did those appearances. Like, whatever money Ronnie got via Howard, he earned. He wasn't he wasn't getting checks sent to him. He fucking was working. You yeah, know? he put I mean, he put in he put in hours featuring doing whatever, plugging just by going there and getting the show the you know rubbing elbows with certain people whatever people that wanted to get close to Howard. Did he use Howard? Yeah, of course he did. Um, but did he not do those hours? Of course not. He did every. every you're right. He put in those appearances. He did the block parties, but it was all sure. schlepping. It's essentially he, schlepping. He used Howard, but Howard used him. How many totally. hours of free radio? Yeah. Has he given them? I mean, Completely. seriously, classic shit, too. Yeah. Well, it also cost Ronnie his first marriage. Yes, to Bonnie. sure. So thanks, Bonnie. Hope you're doing well. Um, <laughs> part of just the like Allison. Club. Yeah, you're you're out there. You're you're free. You're do what you want. Have your life now because you couldn't have it when they were on the show. or no, related to the not. show. Nope. And yeah, the- Ronnie deserves every cent he got. Yeah, I, I've and- never been a Ronnie fan, but I've mm-hmm. become more a fan as of late after all his beatdowns. Yeah. I wasn't a fan when he was a dick going to Lonnie's scores or whatever club. Rick, Ricky, man. Ricky man. Ricky just, man. I just, <laughs> I mean, I used to chuckle at his stupid phrases and all that yeah. shit. Like, yeah. let's fuck some whores and all, all that. Okay, great. All yeah, that you dapper stuff. <laughs> the dapper stuff. The dapper era. Yes. Dapper. Well, I mean, he's, he's very the suave. opposite of dapper. <laughs> Ronnie Ronnie. Knows what that means. Can you imagine Ronnie? It's finishing school. <laughs> <laughs> um. So anyway, the so this rant it, it just reminded me very much of um. And I should have clipped. I should have the drop ready, but I prank no one else. It's my world, and you know I'm just giving you a taste of it. And when you go, when you get out of my world, it's torture. And that's that's one uh, we'd have to go into another time uh, because that that whole rant, there was no funny about that one. That was just him unabashedly saying "fuck you." You know, guess is King Baby's world, assholes. Get used to it. Ronnie got his. Ron, Ronnie rubbed my lamp, and he got wishes. <laughs> Beyond his wildest dreams. I didn't rub your lamp. Trust me. (laughs) When Ronnie got... Forget Ronnie. Look at JD's life. Case closed. Where do you think that kid would be? I'll give you... He'd probably still be on poverty wages like he is now. Yeah. Like, what would he he be? Maybe tech support somewhere. Maybe he'd, you know, maybe he'd be, I don't know, fucking... I don't know. The only reason we we know him is because you brought him on air to to just beat the shit out of him. Beat the shit out of him and get content out of him. Absolutely. If he gave, it's funny, if he gave him, let's say, $100 an appearance on the show, he'd be better off. Infinitely better off. Like yeah. every just every every hour you spent on the show live doing you know he'd be he'd he'd have a Mercedes. <laughs> there is no there is no job in this world that JD could do legitimately and make anywhere close to what he's making on this show. 
This is his last chance. If he doesn't make money on this show or come up with some way to make content and get paid per diem or per bit, he's got nothing. What is well, this kid going to do? There's no Napoleon Dynamite wannabes needed in this world. He'd make the starvation wages he's making in New York somewhere else. They'd just be a different figure. And he'd have to move somewhere cheaper, I don't know, or he'd live, live with his mother or something. But he'd, he'd probably be emotionally better, like more healthy than working at that fucking pit of, uh, of scorpions and vipers. Well, wherever J.D. goes, I hope they have interns who can offer up panties for him to sniff, by the yeah. way. Creepola. The alternate reality. J.D. be working at um, the same meatpacking plant that Tom Arnold's sister works at. <laughs> Except Tom Arnold's sister would be his boss. Fucking hell. Why? Shitting on Tom Arnold's. Just the whole thing. Like, the kid got hired to do something and he did it, right? Yeah. I mean, like, this, is, this is what's so tough about people with MPDs. It's like, we can speculate about what he would do or what he wouldn't do, but the fact of the matter is this is why there's never a hundred percent handshake with these people. It's like, dude, this is what this is what you hired me to do, is it not? You brought me in on, on your show, did you not? I didn't ask to come on there. Like I held up my end of the bargain. Like well, why why are you devaluing everything that I did and you're shitting on me right now? Like I held up my end of everything. The next clip is called Shazam Howard Turns Lives Around. When you get involved with me, it's like rubbing the magic genie lamp. I should walk around in those pantaloons with the genie hat like and, and the little vest. Like Sinbad. I should walk that little like Sinbad with the little vest. <laughs> and the shoes with bells on them. Yeah, with those, with those shoes that like curve up. Yes. <laughs> I bet Ralph passed that off. Oh, big time. That I've changed. <laughs> the people I've taken. And I'm not calling anyone a loser, but let's just say. You just did. Oh, yeah, sure. You, yeah. What? I, not, yeah. You're calling yeah. everyone a loser. Yes, yeah, so basically. <laughs> I took <laughs> losers with loser lives and turned it around to the point that they're living their greatest dream. <laughs> It's funny. I just I just said Ooh. you'd be a loser without me. Then I said, I'm not calling anybody a loser. They said, I took losers <laughs> who had loser lives. <laughs> he did a, what's that, 180, 360, was it? What's, 180. What's, 180. Four, eight, four, what's, the, what's, the, what's an extra 180? Uh, four, four. 360 is a circle. 180 is a half circle. No, but then you add another 180 because he did three 180s back to back to back. <laughs> I know 720 is a full a double rotation. I'm not saying you're a loser. Yeah, 540. Uh, I took a whole bunch of losers. <laughs> Who's he talking about? Right. It, it, there, there's, there's an expression that I heard a while ago. It was when you marry into money, you earn every cent. Anyone that's made money with Howard Stern has earned every fucking cent that they got i guarantee you that nothing comes easy with these people people had to grind people had to make a lot of sacrifice like i don't agree with what he's saying at all i, yeah. I just don't i don't know who's living their wildest dream i mean i guess 
Robin <laughs> did well. Uh, I don't know. Was it, somebody just posted the buoy from the, uh, um, what was it, uh, New Year's Rotten Eve, where he does the Baba Booey in the gorilla suit. Yeah. And he's dancing, and like you, you think that Bowie doesn't deserve that mansion or whatever that Connecticut place that he just sold. Uh, he deserved more than that for that for the exactly. for the for the what he did to himself. But he's also an idiot, so fuck him. The whole loser thing is just a projection alert for yeah. Wiggy seeing himself mm. as a loser. He's oh, yeah. a, he is. He's, he's the king of the losers. Emotionally, physically, like every possible way, biologically, he just. He as a father, yeah. As as a broadcaster, I mean, his show. Like people are making videos on YouTube now of why I quit Stern. Seventeen reasons why. <laughs> I watched one today that was posted. I loved it. It's everything yeah. we talk about. Yeah. It's everything we've mentioned, and this person was like, legit. Like they showed their face. They gave every reason, and they gave examples of everything why. And I feel for them. I, I wanted to reach out and be like, hey, you should uh, come to our podcast <laughs> and Facebook page. What's that expression uh, when Howard was born and they slapped his mother? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Because <laughs> of how nice. ugly he was. Uh, the next one, number seven, I'm a genius reminder. Happy for that, though. I, I'm not complaining. I'm just saying the truth. <laughs> they, all, they all give you great content for your show. No, I'm mm. a genius no. who pulls content out of you. I take someone like yeah. you and make you interesting. Exactly, but still, you still have if to. If you have went it, on the radio by you yourself, we we gave you a radio show. We saw what happened. Uh, JD, interesting. If you heard, it, if you had, you had to listen carefully. But Ronnie said, still said, you still had to have us. You know that Ronnie's making the exact point we just talked about. All yep. these people gave you content for your show, bud. Yep. No, no one had a free ride here. We were all while you were making a million dollars an episode, it was off our back. So yep. you can Absolutely. fucking chill on that. Yeah, that's, I'm glad he right. said that. I haven't heard any of these. So yeah, they're all brand. They're all. This is first time on the breakdown, Raven. That's a gr- that's a great clip, and yep. I was pointing at Bob because that's so up his alley. The mm-hmm. way he he takes all the credit for the success of the staff. And the staff is given blood, sweat, and tears, no lie, with oh, yeah. prostate karaoke, with everything. Their their wives, like Sal, pretty much almost had a divorce because of what he went through mm-hmm. with the one four three. And I mean, it's just it's just amazing how he does not recognize these losers as he calls them, his staff, and how they still sit there and take it. But yeah, again, it's... we know they have no other outlet for a career. Well, the thing is, when he does die, when he and he does die, and we most of us hope it's very soon. um, (laughs) There's when he if he is buried somewhere, I guarantee within a week there will be uh, like a World War One trench of dirt (laughs) excavated from the level of urine emitted on his fucking grave by employee employees employees they'll be taking kegs they'll be shotgunning fucking pints just to piss faster stronger harder to make the stream like a fucking sandblast uh anyway go ahead (laughs) we'll be fending them off with swords here trying to like like, no you're not next we got we got jason coming on we got ralph no back off yeah sword fight it, it too, it's again this like nuance. I didn't want to get too deep into the NPD stuff, but again, it's just like 
no one can get any credit. And he's like, well, the only reason why you guys were good was because I got it out of you. It's like, they can't give anybody anything. They can't give you fucking anything. Like, anybody that's listening to this right now has dealt with someone with NPD or knows about it. Like, they they already know that that was the most NPD thing that was said so far this show, because it's just like... You can never have a win. You can never have a win with them. There's always got to be a devaluement at the end of it. So the next clip, guys, is from, I guess, your fairy, favorite berry face queer calling in because he's got a double team, Ronnie. Uh, but Ronnie can handle both of them. What's the most amount of time you spent in the summer in Vegas? Uh, I'm just curious. And he said this little in the last breakdown, talking about the weather and how he's going to fucking hate it. So it's all just bullshit devaluement and he's got to get ralph in for fucking reinforcements because king baby can't fight alone uh a couple of weeks that's not true in the it's summer a couple yeah. of weeks when was yeah. this a, a week and a half in july and a week in august the same summer okay and what were you doing at a time why were you there just why were out, you there visiting 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 what staying in one of the hotels yeah. yeah, well, at that time, yeah, staying in a yeah. hotel. Who gives a shit? And I didn't want, I didn't want, you know, I don't impose on friends to stay at their houses. Mm-hmm. All so right. I stay okay. at a hotel. Okay, okay, okay. I hear you. I never do that. <laughs> you know, I just stay at Sam Simons and John Stamos's house for weeks at a time. <laughs> never contribute a fucking dime. <laughs> fucking Jeez. Ronnie is done with them. Yeah, Ronnie's, yeah that, Ronnie's pissed right there for sure. Right. Like, for example, this Wednesday, we're going to be um, uh, we're going to be interviewing um, Richie Wilson again. And he's Yay. good friends. with He's good friends with Ronnie. And we know and we, we love Richie. But we know he's not going to talk, tell tales out of school with regard to Ronnie. But I guarantee him and Ronnie, when they get together, they're going to be hugging. They're going to be having fucking beers. They're going to have a great fucking time. Uh, and maybe even meet in Vegas, you know, just to fucking celebrate him getting away from that fucking Hydra, from the fucking <laughs> the hundred armed tentacled fucking beast uh, from from do fucking you, Medusa, Medusa. You know what I mean? Do you think they're going to get together and talk about Olivia Jade and how happy they are that hot guys aren't <laughs> aging well? An adventure to something they talk about. <laughs> Colton's new boyfriend. Exactly. We'll talk about jazz because jazz put on the pounds, but, uh, you know, we'll, uh, they'll work on the next uh, trans sensation. Number 10, Ronnie Slam on Berry Face Queer. For winter. Right. Ronnie, <laughs> listen, to what How- listen to what Howard's saying. He, was he can't. He's already bought a house. Too, hot. Ralph, too late now. To, he didn't listen to anybody. You listen to what Howard's saying, okay? I don't have to. I can do what oh. I want. You this can do guy, what you want. He's got white what he's skin. Doing. He's got skin that's almost... And I'm going to go right into the next one, number eleven, FEMA, Robin, Mission, Ronnie, Rescue. He We're going to have it. to do Howard. We're going to have to go rescue Ronnie. No, you won't. Yeah. It's no, going to be don't like come, a, don't come near my like house. an emergency situation. Mm-hmm. No. Can I ask? We're going to have to send in people. No, don't even to come, get Ronnie. Ronnie. Don't even think about coming situation. near my house, Robin. Don't even. <laughs> don't come to rescue. She's not. Believe me. Hey, Ronnie. <laughs> yeah, you can hear it in the in his voice. Ronnie's just completely tapped out. He's pissed. Yeah, he's done with them. Yeah. 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 Frustrated and, beyond all belief. Oh, yeah. And this is like and he knows I, like it, it, I I think I still think it was stupid of him to come on even for this. And I would have told him I would have told him no, I'm leaving. What are you going to do? Fire me. You, who, who are you who are you going to kill the fucking time with? 
at this point, unless yeah, he's, he's in breach, breach of contract or some bullshit. Exactly. He's probably getting paid. I mean, yeah. I'm sure. And he probably needs the money. I don't know. I'm, yeah. I think everybody on Howard's staff, I just assume they all need the money. So maybe, um, next one is called double middle fingers to King baby. Uh, what did I do? Are you, yeah. Are you so stubborn that you'll say, yes. fuck all these guys, they're going to make fun of me. If I move somewhere else, blah, blah, blah. If I admit that I hate it, or are you going to be smart and say to yourself, you know what? I do have limited years. I'm not spending my life out of here. Yeah. yeah. I'm getting the fuck out of here. I'm selling this place and I'm moving. What are you just going to be? I think you're going to be so stubborn about this that you're never ever going to move no matter how miserable you are my career you know what i just realized we're doing this as a breakdown but this could actually double as another episode of the so long farewell series mm. yeah pretty much oh definitely definitely yeah. because i mean all the elements are there you're gonna fucking you're gonna you're gonna feel miserable when you're there you're gonna hate the weather you're gonna be bored what the fuck are you gonna do when you're off the show like you're gonna you, i made you i did all this you're giving this up fuck you and you're leaving yeah 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 and i mean uh, it's almost like those uh, tv movies where the the you know the young parents of young kids like kramer versus kramer except the kids like you know whining and bitching like no i hate you you're leaving mommy and daddy you know mommy you're leaving daddy whatever bullshit it sounds very similar to that and that's his intelligence level that's his emotional eq maybe 11 maybe 9 or 10 uh, i mean to say he's the 13 year old is i think uh, is actually giving him too much credit raven the whole month of June was spent putting Ronnie on the spot about yeah. how bad he's going to hate it in Vegas, yep. how he's abandoned Howard, mm-hmm. how he's not equipped to handle life out there or being retired and what's he going to do with his time. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, Wiggy's fine taking 10 weeks off during the summer, 68 days, by the way, Yeah. of Vacation, talking to cats and answering Beth questions about what is like the worst thing you've eaten in the past 10 years. Like, come on, really? This is how he compares Ronnie having no life. And you look at Wiggy and Wiggy's life is way worse than Ronnie's. Oh, it's, yeah. it's pathetic. Oh, yeah. They're miserable people and they don't like you- do anything. You could be in a velvet cage, but you're still in a fucking cage. And sure. all the trappings, I mean, Howard's house, actually, his house is, the one in New York might be all right, but the uh, fucking Hamptons, whatever, the um, the one in Florida, they look like mausoleums. They do look like something you fucking put your, your dead body in when you're done, and you just want people to, uh, you know, constantly give tribute to your dead fucking cold-ass corpse. Um, and there's no, they're not warm. They're not inviting. They're very, like, <laughs> shitty middle Bavaria castle. <laughs> I don't it's know. Insane. Yeah. It's just all so insane, and I'm so glad we're doing this to enlighten people and let them see, like, this is the life of a billionaire, and this, this is, is the-, the happiest he'll get is putting down his loser employees for having this- a life and retiring in Vegas. Yeah, this is really like a look into advanced aged NPD. And you like because, again, I, I feel like so many people um, project themselves. It's it's only natural. We assume people are like us. It's, it's a psychological phenomena. 
And we just kind of view Howard as a hyper asshole, you know, but right. it's like, really, you're like, look, this is a real condition. Like you're talking about a 70 year old man yelling at another 70 plus year old man because he just retired and left. You know, I mean, it, it makes no logical sense. You see how deep rooted these issues really, truly are. I mean, yeah. There, this should not be an issue. Ronnie is of retirement age. This this should not be a problem. And you see how even at Howard's age, he's still struggling with these issues that go back to childhood, you know, very young. Bob, can you think offhand, and Raven, you too, can you think offhand of a more, a longer term, similarly high profile case where you've seen someone at, behave like this? In you know a similar stature of stature of life like like late sixties rich, uh, but completely insular insulated and um, out of out of touch with what you know the rest of the world. I mean, they're billionaires. Howard Hughes is the only one in memory where you could say this person had similar qualities. I can't think of any sports figure uh, that has had this long example of NPD displayed for public Never. consumption. I don't that what's so fascinating to me and why I continue to do this is to me, Howard is just so unprecedented and this level of access in real lifetime to watch this happen. I've never seen anything like it. And I've I've studied a lot of psychology and I've been in this a long time. I've never seen anything like what's going on right now mm -hmm. with him. Never. I looked up Howard Hughes' age when he died, and it was 70. Yep. So it really is the only comparison we have to someone who's so eccentric, yet so introverted, and yet has to be in the public spotlight, mm -hmm. if that makes sense, like in mm -hmm. an extroverted way. But mm -hmm. their social life or their personal life is not up for grabs. It's only what they want us to see, which is Beth Beth's Instagram. Or back in the day, Howard Hughes used to go out with movie stars and mm -hmm. be seen in the paparazzi and the, the magazines. So it was very controlled. That's the same thing they both have in common is mm -hmm. how they only let us see certain parts of their life. They don't show off their extravagancy in their mm. man mansions in their limos in their um daily life i mean we just see them in the same old clothes same old sketchers same old whatever tommy john stuff that's like i'm sorry uh sean john <laughs> that tommy john i got too much baseball in the head sorry that's all right but all we see are what they want us to see which is you know nothing fancy and trying to be normal. And it's just not. It's it's sad. I need it to end. So there, there's been one other case, uh, one other person where I, they've had a lot of media exposure and they had a really severe personality disorder. And this kind of reminds me of it in some ways. But there was a uh, police officer out here in Bolingbrook, Illinois, named Drew Peterson, and his wife went missing. I don't know if you guys ever heard about 
that. I know that it did get some national exposure, um, but he went on a lot of media platforms, uh, like the t- even the Today Show in a lot of places, and he was clearly he's clearly to me psychopathic at the very least had very severe antisocial personality but that was the really the one other case and it was kind of short-lived he was um i believe he was convicted of murder eventually mm-hmm. but that was the closest thing to to what we have with Howard with this kind of exposure of just a completely destructive personality having mm. real-time media exposure. So um, that would be the only other case. I was just thinking about that. We'll continue with double middle fingers to King Baby. Correct? You're correct. Right. And right. one yeah. day, those, those hoods behind him I would, will I melt I never if the air you conditioning goes out. Fucking leaving. Yeah, he's going to be like, fuck, these guys, they're all watching me, and they said I'm That's not going right. to be happy. I'll, I'm let not you, gonna... I'll let you think what you want to think, that I'm miserable and everything else. No, That's what if fine. you are miserable? What if I'm right? What if I'm right? What if you're miserable? You're going to sit yeah. there and live there? Ronnie is just doing the best gray rock he's ever done, and the truth is he knows this is them trying to make sure. Like, he's doing his best. Wig's trying to do his best to shit on his decision. Mm-hmm. And that's all. Like he and he knows that now. He used to. He might have at one point thought, okay, this is shtick. And now I'm sure he's talked to someone. I'm sure he's probably done his own research. I'm sure Stephanie's done her own research. Said you, you're you're working for some sociopath, and you have been your entire life. And I don't think you realized it, Raven. So, Ronnie used the word satisfaction, and that's what he what he's really getting out of all this is satisfaction mm-hmm. of what he's always dreamed of, which is getting away from where he's always lived and living the retirement life. And in case anybody's wondering, Stephanie got herself a job out in Vegas as a vet tech at a new veterinary office. So yay, Steph, good for you. Yeah. And she's young enough. She's going to have years of working ahead of her. And, and, you know, why not? Especially if supposedly she's got they've got connections out there. And Ronnie being Ronnie, I'm sure he knows Vegas. Uh, he's got enough connections out there to make himself happy and entertain himself. And he's in within spitting distance of Western, like, you know, the Western United States, the rest of California, that if he wants to pop off somewhere for a little R&R, he could easily go up to the Bay Area. He could easily go to the fucking, you know, I don't know, somewhere in California, just have a fucking great old time or south of the border if he wants to. Why? Why would Vegas be so terrible? I I, I don't (laughs) I don't get this. He's not like on a farm in the middle of fucking no like. Ronnie knew what he was getting into. Everybody knows what Vegas is. Well, Everyone listening here knows what okay. it is. What is what is Vegas? Gambling, uh, music, comedy, uh, broads. Wiggy hates yeah. comedy, hates women, hates music. <laughs> Warm <laughs> weather. Hates gambling. <laughs> hates gambling. Yeah. He hates uh, fun. Yeah, hates I mean. Fun. Oh, totally. Yeah. Maybe he'll go to the Liberace Museum. I don't know. Fuck. Um, let's continue. That one is only a little bit left. Yep. No matter what. Yep. You don't care. Yep. yep. Nope. Wow. You're going to be right I'm, no matter I what. I am never packing yep. up like I had to go through this shit here. I will never pack up and move again. That's my last place. Colin in Pennsylvania, you're on. Okay. The next one is 79 and the sun. I'm looking at Ronnie right now. He's red as a beet. 
because I know what he does. He goes out in his backyard. He loves to sit outside and enter it up with his na- his neighbors. No, my blood pressure is fucking up. Probably, I mean, I in, probably no fucking sun. I and, haven't been in the backyard at all because I threw all the furniture out. And and what's going to happen is he loves to I sit in his backyard. I have nothing to sit on, so there's nothing to be in the backyard about. So they they sent the it all to Vegas already. I, no, he I took the garbage. He thinks <laughs> fucking garbage. <laughs> Man, <laughs> Ronnie, wow. Ronnie's from smashing window the limo windows at this point. He's he's fucking pissed. Oh yeah, for real. Sitting by the pool in Vegas is oh relaxing. Let me tell you something. Yeah. He's I've gonna been look in the like shade. the planter's peanut guy. Right. Yeah. Like he's gonna have a monocle. I'm I'm gonna tell you something. <laughs> I've been in the shade in Vegas. The shade is hotter than the sun. He thinks he's gonna <laughs> sit on their umbrella like a. Like what a fucking idiot. Like, let's go against the, the laws of, I don't know, science, the laws of, like, <laughs> Jesus Christ. Physics. Like, yeah, physics, exactly. Let's... Narcissism logic, <laughs> word salad. You know what? Shade is hotter than the sun. You know what? The, okay. pool is, the pool is no way. It's no way the pool is more comfortable than the sand. It's in the no, house and does but, nothing. Please. Ronnie, I you do can't have, you but, can't listen, Don't go there. Don't go there, Ronnie. <laughs> listen, because, but, listen, this is Ronnie, stupid for you giving me Let me hear his point. Advice. Let's hear what he's saying. Let's get it's it out of here. Let me finish. Let me just finish. Oh, I, I don't want to let you finish because I'm fucking sick of hearing it. <laughs> what is it? <laughs> you haven't heard it yet. <laughs> I don't want to hear it. Because I, I know it's going to be a bunch of bullshit, okay? Hmm. <laughs> Ralph, just say it so I can move on. Yeah, go ahead, Ralph. Yeah, say it. Say the pre-planned bullshit, uh, Ralph. You're going to call in mm-hmm. and you're going to double team him, and well, you'll take him up the ass, and I'll take him in the mouth, and we'll both have our way with him. But Ronnie's not having it. Like he's just not having it. Man, he's putting. No, the, he's he he's putting. Yeah. Sorry, you're getting free stuff, and you're pretending like you're like not asking for it. You go like I didn't ask for it, Ralph. How do they just send it to you? I'm just curious. Then what do how you mean, do they how? just send it to you? Like. Yeah, like, how does people know your address magically? I have no idea, dude. I never gave them my fucking address, okay? They ha- it just shows up at your house, okay. It just showed, yeah. It just showed up at my house, exactly. Mm-hmm. You okay. know, the internet, right. you can find anything, obviously, because I get the fucking assholes. So, Ronnie got some stuff Ooh. in the mail talking about shaving his balls and his ass, and it was like yeah. a man groomer or... One of those devices, anyway. Right, right. That's that's what he got in the mail, and yeah, he's yeah. mad that that he, <laughs> he, got, he got put something. it out on his Twitter or something just to right. you know acknowledge it. Right, and it's some it's a benefit. It's supposed to be a benefit. I don't know. Jesus Christ, uh, um, I'm a little. It's a little TMI for me, um, in terms of a 71 year old man shaving his scrotum. But I digress. <laughs> um, but uh, but yeah. So he's pissed off because someone got something off of being the show. But really, it's not. It's off of being Ronnie. Like people know Ronnie. Maybe they just want to do him a favor. I don't fucking know. Or off his Twitter or off his Instagram. Does Ronnie have Insta? I don't know. Um. I know he's 71. He's going to be 72 in October. Stephanie does most of the Instagram that I see. Yeah. Yeah. So it might be for, might be for her benefit. Who knows? Calling my fucking phones all the time. So you can find out anything you want to find out on the internet. And you know that. So don't break my fucking balls. Okay. You feel Ronnie is. I didn't, is, give, I didn't feel, give Man Groomer my fucking address. I didn't give any man of those Imagine my Ronnie address. finally got free stuff and it was Man Groomer. <laughs> <laughs> it's a shame. It's back. Like cases. 
cases of beer show up at his house and they, That's they, they right. call him. And, and it showed up at Richard's house, too. It showed up at Richard's house. It showed up at J.D.'s house. Nobody fucking gave him the address. It showed up. Man, so, Ronnie is not fucking around in these clips. He's fucking done. Ronnie also threw other staffers under the bus for getting the same shit he did. Mm -hmm. And I'd like to add that I do listen to other podcasts. And I'm going to shout out my favorite baseball podcast, John Boy. They do man groomer ads all the time. Like mm -hmm. the lawnmower yeah. four. And they do way better ads than this guy could ever do. Yeah. They are something... Oh, my God. Like, if you like baseball, go to johnboy.com. Go check out. They got they got so many podcasts. They got so much material. They're amazing. They're better than Barstool, in my opinion, right now. Wow. And I'm a Barstool girl. But they are just blowing shit up. And they're so legit. Like, you, you don't see the fakeness you do with Wiggy and his staff. You just mm -hmm. see, like, real people that are, you know... Just, oh, man, I can't explain it any better. Just if you like baseball, go see John Boy. They're so <laughs> lovable. They're they, so good. I, I just, yeah, it's a plug. I'm sorry. And we're not sponsored or anything. Yeah. I just, I watched these guys hack it out for years and they do such a great job. And they inspire me to do podcasts like on the fly, saying when, shit I never would say in real life, but I okay. say here. So. Friends well, and family, I'm sorry. When you say hack it out, you're not talking about them discussing man groomer, you know, using it on their taint and shit like that as an advert. No, they they just joke about stuff like if you know, play kind of like play pretend like they're using it on themselves, but they're fully clothed and they're just joking around about how they're using it and how great it is. And fair enough, all the all the positives about it. Let's just Wonderful. Say. Well, that was used to be man groomer used to be a sponsor on the Stern show, wasn't it? It might have been. Yeah, I, yeah, I want to say, yeah, they're pretty aggressive in there. I mean, I get I see them on every podcast I listen right. to. I get ads for I mean, they're pretty aggressive, so I wouldn't doubt that they would send them something. But man, Ronnie, whew, he he's he's way done with them. Oh, yeah. I can tell you that he, he yeah. is way done with them. Yeah, if you didn't hear it in the last episode, you'll definitely hear it in this one, and you're hearing it as 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 it goes. I, I don't know about that. Yeah, you don't know about that? Ask them. Ask them. I don't know about ask that. Him. No, ask them. Ask JD. Ask Richard. Ask them. Uh, JD, they didn't ask for your address? I, I, I gave it to him. I didn't want to know. <laughs> <laughs> they asked me for Ronnie's. I gave that to him, too. Yeah, all, all, the, all the big shots don't come on the fucking air now. They keep their mouth shut. No, but Richard and JD didn't go online and do a commercial for them. You I did. didn't do a commercial. Okay, now this is this is just gets more and more interesting. Thank you, Sam, for making it this one extended because and this is one guys normally we wouldn't play a three minute clip, but you have to go through this one because he, you're right, Raven. He's throwing other people under the bus and no one's coming in because they know that's he's right. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. And they're also thinking like, fuck you, Howard. Yeah, this Ronnie's leaving. So and they're probably there might have even been some the backstage thing like it, like back, you know, back office thing where they said, look, you're leaving. Uh, I'm leaving. I'll give him my shit. And I'm going to say if I have to, you know, give you guys up, I'm going to. But I'll I'll take the hits. Don't you worry about it because he's not going to go after Richard 
off, like when Richard's not in the room, he's going to wait until he's in the, you know, all studio and say, right. what do you, what do you mean you're getting free Budweiser or whatever? Fuck. What's this about? And then he'll give him shit. He's not going to waste it off air for them. All I do is when they post something, I'll favor it. That's it. That's it. Right. There's nothing okay. wrong with that. It's an endorsement. That's true. And, and you never endorse anything, Ralph, huh? Not unless they pay me. All right, enough. Yeah. It's getting okay. angry. I don't want a contentious uh, conversation. This is ridiculous. Everybody Cut him right off. I'm down over there with yep. the advice. Well, uh, Howard distances himself from what he point? orchestrated. Well, the, he was just going to say, like, he had Ralph. Like, Ralph has clearly fucked around people looking for free handouts using Howard and Howard's name and probably Varvado's shit and whatever nonsense you could get. Uh, and Howard knows it. That's why he had to protect him. He just totally shut that down. Man, uh, uh, Ronnie hates them. Yep. Ronnie flat out fucking hates all of them. John Varvado's. Yeah. John Varvado's. <laughs> yeah. He, they never gave you anything, Ralph, right? John Barbados actually never gave you any clothes, right? Not that I know of. Oh yeah, okay. I don't buy that for fucking. <laughs> I know I bought every stitch of clothing from those guys. I Ooh. said, I said, didn't say you. Did I say you? Oh, all right. Thought you were accusing me. Ralph has the same your, wardrobe. I'm talking about right, your stylist. <laughs> stylist. I haven't seen this guy in two years. That's the funniest thing. Ronnie's so fucking on point. He is. Uh, I've never heard Ronnie this this uh, together. Never. Oh, that that's the angriest I've ever heard him. Like Domasiga, that was fucking hatred. Yeah. Straight out hatred. Like he he he's good at censoring himself and he didn't cross that line, but whoo man, that, that was um that was fucking angry. That was oh, yeah. seriously fucking angry stuff. Yep. And uh the next clip is called Sword Fights, which I know guys just you know, you get your barf bags out already. You'll like this. What? You'll like this. When he was a kid, he would have dick sword fights, boner fights with his oh, friends. Oh, you're kidding. No. Nah. Yeah. What do you yeah, think of that? What? Yeah, I, I, I believe it. You put that on Twitter. He likes <laughs> Okay, go ahead. So I just want to clarify. <laughs> They're talking about Bobo. When Bobo was a child, like 13 or under. Right. And he used to have sword fights. So they're reusing content. I believe this was yeah. brought up before in the past. Yeah, you can, <laughs> well, you can you can still hear Ronnie's like hot. He's like, yeah, yeah. I, but like you can tell he's he's tense. He's fired up. He's like, yeah, yeah, I believe it. I believe it. Like he wants to fucking explode right now. Well, I know that Sam would have would have clipped these just to get us straight into gay pedophilia bullshit from Howard. And it's nothing to do with Bobo. It's just about, OK, this is the entree into sword fights, which Wiggy has mentioned for decades now about how yes, guys, guys talking about slamming their dicks together. I've never. Uh, OK, I, <laughs> I don't even wanna, I don't really want to see my own dick, let alone other guys. And I certainly don't want to have a sword fight with other guys dicks. So. That was never something that didn't even occur to me as a kid. It never once occurred to me, this concept. The only time we use that expression sword fight is when you're in a bar and there's just too many guys and not enough women. Sword fight was just, you know, too much competition, basically. And, and uh, that, okay. that, that, that's where it made sense to me. Not, the, not this. Jesus Christ. So we'll continue with the next one. Uh, cubbing, cubbing up to pedophilia. I'm not quite sure about that. Uh -oh. And who would win? Bobo. 
Who are these no, people? No, we just said it like a dad. You know, you know when you were teenagers, you would say, oh, who has a bigger dick? I, bet. I think it's chubbing up to pedophilia. I have a bigger dick than you. You know, if you just do that. and But you are hard. Like you are hard. You are hard. No, no. Yes, you like were. No, Tell the truth. Around. You had a sword fight. No. You can't have a sword fight with a limp cock. <sighs> what? Okay. Does he have experience? What? Uh, um, here's a quote. I was gay, Howard. You did crazy yeah. shit when you I don't care what day it back was. In the day. Did it. <laughs> back in the day. Back in the day. Back in the day. You have a yeah. cock fight. And then you it's like back in the day, I was gay, but right now I'm straight. Yeah. <laughs> okay. No, okay. Next, clip. next clip. Forget about your story, Bobo. Bobo. How big is your cock? I want to get back to the fact I that know. you took your dick out, got hard, and fought another guy with your dick. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah it did, you did wild shit like that. Yeah. Now, this is also made up bullshit from Bobo. Knows this is what the boss wants. We need some gay content. Suits the fucking bill. And he, he's playing his all the right notes. So the, this, this sounds to me like bullshit, but this is what the boss wants to hear. So you're going to hear it, guys. Sorry. How big, how big is your cock? Um, it was normal size. I guess, about, I don't know, six inches, seven inches. Hmm. By the way, oh, here's, yeah. something you didn't, here's something you didn't know. Bobo's got one of those bent dicks. Like, oh, yeah. Um, yeah, according to one of the writers. Coyote's the disease. <clears throat> he has Saloni's disease. Yeah. He said he said he saw it, and they can confirm that Bobo's wow. dick is bent bullshit. up. That's bullshit. Jason said that. That. Okay. Look, guys, get, if it's right. not shit talk, if it's not shit all talk, right. guys, it's yeah. dick talk. Yeah, we're I getting mean, into all deviants. This is great radio. I mean, I <laughs> don't want to hear any of this shit. I don't out, care. Out Q, out Q is wearing like a, I don't know, they put what is like a, they're, uh, they've got their flag at half mast. No, Peron Derek, Peronis. Derek, Peronis. do you want to confirm that, that he's got Peronis? Peronis dick? No, I don't. Yeah, you I, do. I, I no thought and it, it has a right angle. It like turns left. When, when Bobo came into... Who the fuck is this? Derek. He's a producer. Oh, he my helped God. Robin with her songs. Oh, you got to be kidding me. Oh. Yeah, he's like a sub-sub producer who is often used to propel fights among staff. Oh, my Lord. Uh, where the, what was it, the Borat, like onesie, and he had to walk through Times Square with the shame bell. I was in the hallway where he changed, and... I was like guarding the door and I had to look to see if he was done changing and he was nude and I saw his penis and it was crooked. <laughs> no, but like I had a broken dick, dude. I would have broke my dick. You know how many times during sex you would have broke your dick. If a guy's flaccid, his dick doesn't curve up and he's yeah. not getting into a onesie with a hard on. It's gonna no. look like it's gonna look like a door hanger. Uh go ahead, go ahead, Raven. <laughs> Derek sounds like a hobbit. And my yeah. creepometer meter is going crazy right now. Like, yeah, just shut the fuck up and get yeah. you do not have a voice for radio. Bye, Derek. Uh, yeah, this is just a little bit. Uh, this is just a little bit too much for just about all of us, guys. Number um, 19. Uh, they're on. They're on to in the closet, Stern. And that's enough of you. What did you have, Bobo? Oh, it was only one time. It was, it was like a dare. You know, you did things yeah. when you were kids, crazy shit. You know, yeah, the other, that you dare, the other you know, times, kids did that. Yeah, the other times he was just sticking his dick in my ass. 
That's cool. <laughs> Howard, come on. Howard, you Fred comes to life with a shitty impression. The day. No, zero times did I have a boner. <laughs> I'm not into dudes. You never had a sword fight. Never. Never, 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 never. He that goes that flies in the face of how many times he said he has done it. He has done it as kid. Yeah, absolutely. I, I, I will. I, I will I, find those fucking clips. I've heard him talk about sword fights. Yeah, for sure, a couple for times, de- decade over decades. He said it multiple times. What else did you guys crazy shit did you guys do? Well, you know about the vacuum, but that was. Yeah. All right, all right. It's enough with him. It's enough. Why? Well, it's bullshit. I can't take it. The next clip, uh, Barry Face Stylus weighs in on 13-year-old sword fights. Did I get this right? Did Bobo just say he was having sword fights in, in yeah. high school with guys and he's not yep. gay? Okay. <laughs> That's maybe the I mean, funniest thing he's ever said. If you're having sword fights with guys at 13, you know, or 14, who knows, maybe 15. I don't know. And they're yeah. constantly saying, "Oh, my dick's bigger than better, bigger than your dick," and they're taking them out and uh, looking at each other. Robin, it doesn't matter what you're saying. It- Howard's like, "Oh, 14, 15, I don't know." Okay, 16, one, that's 16, <laughs> 40. Uh, does anyone want my number? What what are they talking about? I Fillmore, I Raven, not to exclude you, but as another guy, Fillmore, like I've never heard of this. Have you? Like, listen, I've been in the uh, like the live in Asia, like uh, communal baths in in uh, in Korea and Japan, and they're called onsen in um, in Japan, and the. The communal baths, like they're segregated. It's all men in one and all women in the other. And yeah, your shit's hanging out. Um, but no one's staring at anybody. They're wa- they're minding their own fucking business. That's because, you know, in the old days they didn't have baths. Now everybody has one. So and no one really gives a shit about that's old tradition. But again, that's the closest I'm going to get to some kind of, you know, if you go into a spa, you go into a sta- sauna, you got like a towel around you and shit. It's but not you, this. Have you ever even heard of this? It's almost like, like you walk into the door and there's a dick instead of a doorknob, and that's that's what you use to open the door, and like every aspect of it is about, you know, dick and and gay. So I've never heard of this. No, I've never like my friend. I've never had a friend come to me and go, uh, "Yeah, when I was younger, uh, <laughs> had a sword we- fight." We pulled our dicks out and like attacked each other with them. Like, never have I heard that once. I remember. Here's the the furthest I'll go is when you're so young that you didn't even know what your dick is. Yeah. And you're peeing out of it, and your friends peeing out of it. You're like, oh yeah, we'll sword fight then, like we'll, with our with our piss. Well, that's the closest that I can get. I have never once been encountered with someone using their dick on me or no. me using it on them and us fighting together no no I've we would like once to draw murder used this. to draw our names in the snow and that kind yeah, of yeah exactly yeah. <laughs> yeah you you piss your name in the snow and <laughs> sorry raven you're learning <laughs> Oh but my god! This shit, you're attacking <laughs> a guy with your dick, and you—I don't know. This is fucking weird shit. This is weird territory, man. 
<laughs> With apologies Look, to Zappa. I'll never understand how you guys walk around with those things between your legs. M- major props to you guys. But here's the thing. Ralph called in four times this day. Yeah. Four freaking times. Mm-hmm. He had to get on the air. And most of it was about Ronnie or Bobo. Yep. And sword fights. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, when you say sword fight, you think Excalibur. No, it's got to be dicks. <laughs> I got to believe if there's anyone that knows about sword fights, it's Ralph. So who better to have on the show yeah, at this point he, than Ralph? Except when he gets in a sword fight, he uses his mouth. That's the only difference. <laughs> That's the scabbard. <laughs> <laughs> He's the sheath. <laughs> oh my god <laughs> he, he's got a oh god like this is okay this is, we're, we're only admitted into that one if you're hard with another guy that's gay if both yeah, but I'm saying that he saying. probably did this a lot he now wants to play it down yeah oh yeah he says it only happened once but right, he was, right. when he was talking to the guys about it I don't know if it was a one off well, he he admitted in the first conversation before any of this that they were always having these arguments about whose dick was bigger. Yeah. Having an argument over who has a bigger dick is not the same as pulling your dick out no. and fucking smacking it against another guy's dick. No. Like just wanting to no. hear the sound and it's getting hard. Fuck. And then Where knowing to each other. I, you yeah, know what? Back here. I'm, I'm guessing. Okay. I am guessing that Bobo had at least 25 boner fights. <laughs> okay. Like, no, he's, wish, he's wishing. He's hoping. Go ahead. He's already got this in the spank bank. Total projection or, yes. or wishing. Yeah. That would be him inviting boys over to see playboys at his house or mm-hmm. have dirty puppet shows where they fuck each other. And yep. he's thinking about having sword fights with these little kids or boys that come to his house. Like, if there was ever a creep I could ever imagine, like, inviting other kids over, kind of like Dexter, how he kills, pe- like, bad people, yeah. Wiggy just invites, like, innocent people over to expose himself or make them expose themselves in some kind of creepo way uh, and I- use that. Yeah, that's been postulated. I know. I know. Bob thinks it's it's just deviance. It's all kind of you know NPD based, uh, you know, and taboo. It's all about taboos and not about you know gay or straight. But anybody who isn't learned enough would just call him a huge fucking fag. But either way, um, this this shit. <laughs> I'm just sorry. I, I got to go with the gutter. But this is that. beyond. Uh, like this is just deviance. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, this it's isn't, like it's gay insulting. guys don't it's, think it's, about it's insulting this. to call it gay because we've got gay yes. listeners and they're yes. going. We've never done this. <laughs> exactly. This is beyond that. Like what? I, I'm sitting here. Like you, you go down their little deviant rabbit holes and NPD. Th- thought and you're just like what the fuck are we talking about right now like <laughs> matthew schultz this is for you we need a de- <laughs> deviant advent calendar <laughs> oh no you know what would be funny <laughs> you know like God in bless. braveheart and braveheart or in uh uh with that movie 300 all the arrows coming be funny it's just yeah. like a bunch of dicks <laughs> like that, that's all i'm seeing in this in this clip like 
I bet he's had 25 cop fights. <laughs> what are you talking about? Why, what, what is going on right now? We will fight in the shade. Oh we'll God. fight in the shade. <laughs> it's warmer under the shade. Once he started, it felt good. And to get, and as Ralph points out, if you're getting hard, you know, once you're past 13, come on. And you're and you're rubbing penises with a guy. Right, Bonafide. you're flailing your penis around. It's gonna get hard. Yeah. He puts it on Ralph. Yeah, of course, because it can't be Howard. So number twenty-one, Howard going full pedo oh fantasy. Hey, come. Yeah, let's see. Bob, aren't you, Bob, aren't it's you glad worse. you hit Aren't you glad you hit your wagon? <laughs> oh my god, I didn't. I I didn't know that there was another level up from that. Like w- oh when that god. ended, I was like, oh, thank God, that's over. Now it's going to another level. Apparently, <laughs> give me one sec. First, guys, let's. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they're probably jerking <laughs> off together. All kinds of things. Yeah. He doesn't want yeah. to tell us. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, here we go. Yeah, okay. And don't forget, hey, Bubble used to stick a vacuum up his ass, too, which is kind of like a cock. Up his ass? Oh, my God. That's right. He had a central vacuum. Up your ass? <laughs> oh, yeah, that's not crazy. No, you you know, has the hose. It was built in the floor. You... Oh, fuck me. Okay. Uh, I guess Howard would love that. Uh, no, I'm going to continue, guys. Uh, we're going to roll this until we get through it. <laughs> Stuck a vacuum up his ass? You never put that hose up your ass? Come on. Like just uh, I probably did. Yeah, yeah. Like a little hose. Yeah. Hey, yeah, Bobo, how many boner fights did you have? I don't want you to lie. I don't want you to bullshit. I want the truth. The way Howard's making it sound like, come on, you never put the can opener up your ass. You never fucking deep throat the ice cream scoop. Like everything seems to it's all it's all been sexualized, gay sexualized for him. Yeah. And it's and it's like a weird normalized thing where it's like, yeah, right. he probably did it. He pr-. I was like, I'm just sitting here like if I st- <laughs> stuck a vacuum hose up my ass. I would remember remember that probably, you know, that would be an an extreme moment in my life. Like, that's not normal, dude. I don't know. I I, I, like that Norm McDonald joke is, you know how they get that recovered memories. I'd like to think that if if my uncle fucked me, that'd be the only thing I could remember. Exactly. <laughs> like, like where they're like, yeah, you probably had twenty five boner fights. You're like, if I had one boner fight with a friend <laughs> after the age of thirteen, I would absolutely remember it, and I would probably think about it daily because it would probably have been one of the most traumatizing events. Like, what the fuck are you guys talking about? Vacuums up the ass. It's hard. Yeah. Dick. Like, where has this show really gone? What the fuck, man? Uh-huh. I just got the Photoshop. I'm gonna get an Electrolux vacuum. I don't <laughs> even want to see that Photoshop. It has to go up Wiggy's ass. It has exactly. to. Okay, well, we'll try to vacuum in the ass. Oh my God. Yeah. Okay. So. No, just keep going. Ignore me. Go ahead. Howard, it was a one-time thing. It was like a dare. You do daring things when you were a kid. Come on. You were not such a kid. You were 13, you claim, and you were probably yeah, 15. That's, 
It's not daring. It's fucking deviant and gross. You know, no, no, it wasn't 15. I, I remember what about so all shit. the arguments, Bobo, about whose dick is bigger? How did they end? It was like, a, like I said, whose dick was bigger. You know, that's what you did because, you know, you started noticing girls and stuff like that. And so, yeah, you know, girls. how big is your dick? So then we... We, did, we took our dicks out, and that's what it was. You know, it was, of course, yeah, we've all done this. Little fun, fun thing. But it, it yeah. left like I'll a, bet you, I'll bet you, Robin, this is all bullshit. I'll bet you Bobo uh, was Long Island boner fight champion of the world. <laughs> I'm telling you. <laughs> no. yeah, so, honest, so let me ask well, you something. When you okay, let's let's power through and get oh, to the next man. clip. Thirteen Thank year you. old, thirteen year old penis manipulation smut joined the evolution. When oh, you had perfect. Your fight. Yeah. And you know, in a boner fight, you have to have a hard on. What did you? <laughs> what, is there a rule book? <laughs> is this like D and D? Apparently. What? Jesus Christ! You know when there's a boner fight, you gotta be. Don't hard. look at me. You gotta be. You gotta be naked. Right. Let's just listen. This one part of male lore you're not gonna hear about from us, Raven. We've we, all we... been there. You know, you gotta be hard when you when you're attacking your friends with a hard on at 13. When you're on a pile of naked guys, you just yeah, exactly. Do right. to get hard. Jerked them off. <laughs> oh no 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 no, I, no, I, no, I, no, no. Ralph be quiet for a minute. Bob, how yeah. did you get hard for the boner fight? And say it real slow so Howard can take off. <laughs> I'm gonna have to clip some of that gay music, that gay porno music. It's just to, to give it a little soundtrack. <laughs> And repeat it. Chubbed up a little bit, whatever it was. How? You know. How did you do it? You're in the room with the guy. You're nude. He's nude. And no, he's no, nude. no, no, no. What was? We didn't take all clothes off. Let's get that straight. It Wait was one of those second. things. You just drop your pants, and you know that was. Oh, that's better. That's less gay. All right. So your pants are no. down. <laughs> and in order to move, in order to move around for the fight. In other words, you have to take your pants off your ankles so you can have movement to win the fight. Does he need a disrobing tutor as well? Fuck, his, what is this? Uh, How does Wiggy weird, know so much? Seriously, his weird little <laughs> details just disturb <laughs> me more. Roll your pants off your ankles. Like, this is that, it's just serial killer shit. This is I I think actually, you know what? Matthew Schultz has already done the uh, Photoshop already. It's going to be like because this image in Howard's mind is like the Sistine Chapel. Like that's how vibrant it is, and oh it's just going to. I've already got the fucking Photoshop ready, and you guys are going to love it. Fuck. I don't want to even see it. Or else you would trip. <laughs> you know that. Yeah, but it wasn't a thing where you would dance around like a boxer. It wasn't not like that. It was no, like but you don't want to fall down. Was... You know, you took your pants off. Why? No. No, the pants were down to the ankles. That's it. it okay, so your pants are down to your ankles, and right. you're nude from the waist down. How do you get hard? <laughs> oh, my God. Is this real? Is this seriously fucking real? Welcome to my hell, Bob. Welcome. I don't want to be in it anymore. I want out. Bob's going to be looking at like poltergeist movies or marathon just to get his mind off. Of it. I, 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 yeah, I, I need to see someone killed or something just to cleanse my mind. What is he talking Bob's about? He's talking be... about kids' hard dicks. Like, can we move on from this? What the fuck? 
Bob's going to have to binge all seven Saw movies after this just to get himself right. Yeah, like, honestly, if you were taking mushrooms during this and listening to this podcast, you're going to have the worst trip ever. I Yeah. <laughs> it's going to be floating dicks. Um, I think it was like, you know, you just chubbed yourself up. I don't know. No, you know, you remember like very clearly. Oh. How did you get hard? I thought oh. of Patrick Swayze oh, and Dirty Dancing. Yeah. I don't know. It was just how it, it was so quick and done. How did you right get hard? You know it, how did you I think uh, manip- like, Did you manipulate? Is he a lawyer hammering him in this like OJ trial right now, or what the fuck am I listening to? <laughs> He's Perry Come Jason. <laughs> trial. How many times degeneracy. is he going to ask that? Oh man, this is. He oof, is. Like how penis. did you get hard? Yeah, how did you get hard? How does how does a penis get hard? I don't know. Let's get let's get Quincy on the fucking case in front of this young boy. No, no. no. You went in a, a separate room. We came out fighting. Yeah, yeah. It was like <laughs> you turn your back, you know, for like a second. You turned you your back. Up for like a second. Yeah. For a He's second. All right. And then you got serious. I can see why you wanted him to take a full summer off just to recover from <laughs> have yeah. go into some kind of sexual deviant therapy and, you know, uh, get into some go into some eight. Like, I don't know, <laughs> like, so what do you call it? Encounter group to fucking recover from this awful fucking radio or podcasting. There's yeah, they... no recovery from this. Trust me. Fuck, I'm going to have to watch like Blade 1 and 2 on a loop for a while and just watch vampire movies or something. Uh, I don't know, something, something, <laughs> maybe Charles Bronson films. Um, let's, let's, I'm going to just skip through the rest of that yeah, one and go I, to the next I one. I don't want to because, hear the rest of that clip. I, okay, I don't we'll know try how and we got there. That we'll is try so fucked up. It's <laughs> like Ben-Hur. Okay, gay projection and Roosevelt jerk-off sessions. So I, Raven, Perfect. this ties into something you just said. So let's tie it up. Let's I showed you wrap it up um, in a, bow. a video of me at 13 pulling my pants down mm-hmm. with a hard on with a a, a, a a male friend of mine and we were rubbing penises together and you sashayed over there with your pants around your ankle what would you what 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 opinion would you come to what conclusion would you come to and what age were you uh 13 with so, pubic I, I hair said you were exploring it's part of being exploring when you're a kid um um I have wow. never been so grossed out. <laughs> We've done the scat shows. <laughs> what? I'd rather have scat than this. This is so creepy. This is really and, creepy. This yeah. is really <laughs> creepy, guys. This is beyond the normal scat stuff. This is pedophilia territory now. This is really fucking weird. For any celebrities out there who are thinking of coming on to the Howard Stern show, do you really want to be tied down to this kind of show? Yeah. And uh, good luck, Steve Martin, Miley Cyrus, and Metallica. (laughs) Martin Short. (laughs) Martin Short. When you come in this week, Martin Short, I love you to death. I think you're amazing. The rest of you... Uh, oh, yeah. I hope he likes talking Probably. about having his asshole eaten and uh, 
masturbating with his friends. That you seems know, it to would be, be where this is going. It would be more fun. It would be funnier if he actually asked these questions of Martin Short and how and 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 Steve Martin, and then went to Wendy and asked her like the fucking you know uh, acting questions, uh, just to just to fuck with them and make it like a jackass type thing. Uh, because right now this is just going into like the deviant wormhole into. I don't yeah. know, like like the the, the abyss of, of deviance. It's like yes. Playboy. Yeah. It's like watching the, the first video back in the day. That's what you I did. just I, I polled my program. staff. No one on this show, including Richard, did this growing up. <laughs> uh, no, Richard waited until he was on the show and did it with Sal instead for pay. Like fuck. Can I throw my hat oh, there, Richard too? I've it. done a lot of stuff. I've never done that. Richard did stuff <laughs> like that. Maybe he said with his friends. Sure, he did. No, he did it with Sal on our show, but he was uh, an adult, and he's and he's gay. <laughs> but he did something back in Kansas, too, with his friends. Remember he said he alluded to? No, he Bubble baths. <laughs> this is awful. Yeah. He jerked off in a bathtub together. Again, he's gay. Oh, yeah, that was it. Yeah. yeah. No, I never did nothing like that. Where were you when you did this, Bobo? Where were you? Like in a in bed? Okay, I, I can't even. I can't even I, go there. I'm, I'm starting yeah, to turn. I, like, I don't want to know. Okay, let's Sam? let's try. Sam, we're really sorry. You did a wonderful job with the clipping. It's just uh, the subject matter was was so fucking brutality uh number yeah. sam, 20 yes yeah, sam you are a doll and i love you to death but we yeah. just cannot do it this is our right this now. is this is our scat that you can't take <laughs> we will take the scat that you can't take and you next How time funny is that yeah it's amazing uh number 23 jerk off rejection and ralph coming across fruitier than an edible arrangements delivery oh, like what God. that ain't gonna help it's gonna hurt <laughs> i'm gonna look at you and jerk off yeah <laughs> I mean, what, what am i what am i doing what are we turning out the lights you... uh, howard in all seriousness did you just brush that off or did it make the friendship weird after that I don't think we ever saw each other again. But I mean, it wasn't like it wasn't like I. I, I just for some reason I think he lost interest in me because I wasn't going along with the program. It happens back out. in the day. I know. Like, I, hold on. That means we got we may have to play the rest of that previous one first. So let me go back to that. I showed you. Yeah. Um, hold on. No, I was in my basement. Okay. Mm, a lot of crazy Thanks. stuff went on in my basement. Yeah, but now he's clamming up and he won't tell us the crazy stuff. They were down yeah. there with their pants down a lot. A lot. Oh, I, I guarantee no. you this happened more than once to Bobo. <laughs> I know I, it. I'm telling you, I put my hand on a bike. It only happened once. Only once. Lied to it was like this, yeah, I'm telling you, you, you did crazy shit. Okay, a little bit more. That's Bobo I remember when I was about 15 years old, a friend of mine was over my house. 15. Now he's saying it 15, but I heard it say him say when he was 10, when he was 11, when he was or like the age changes. Now he's saying when he was 15. I, I don't fall back. I, there, I'll find these fucking clips and I'll I'll have them as drops for the next show. And he said to me. I'll never forget it. He said to me, hey, what do you think if we both jerk off in your room? <laughs> and I said to him, what do you mean? And he goes, uh, he goes like, like you just lay on your bed and I and, and I'll lay on my bed, you know, because I had a uh, couch in my uh, room. And he goes, and then like we'll jerk off. And I go, that ain't happening. <laughs> I mean, I go, I go, you got to be. Pants are already down. No, that's what I like that. And the original story was the guy asked him to jerk him off, and he did. 
he started to do it and he said i didn't know what it was i knew it was wrong and i stopped i don't believe he stopped i believe he enjoyed it and i believe he invited the guy in to do it i'm with you yeah i don't i don't i'm sorry this just sounds too uh, i've heard too much of the show let me get like, the rest well, of this. that ain't gonna help it's gonna hurt <laughs> well, no. i'm gonna look at you so so we get into that one again one sec Thank. I know. Like I, I would have still been friends with him, but he was just like I just thought it was really weird. I didn't know what to make of it. Like I was Yeah, like, Bobo kept his friends. Huh? At fifteen, you don't think it's weird. You'd think it was extremely fucking gay. That's all. There's no weird about it. If you, unless you're conflicted because you enjoyed it. <laughs> you didn't know what it, what it meant. Jesus Christ. Okay. <laughs> and he was all excited, this guy. He was like, Hey, let's jerk off. You know, like like he yeah, had like, the, the greatest fucking yeah, like he had the greatest idea, and I was like, "That's not such a great I idea." I got a hammer down yeah. in the basement. How much of the hammer handle do you think I could stick up my ass? Oh, Bobo's! Friend. Oh, Christ! Wiggy was the one that was excited, yeah. not the friend. Keep yeah, going. and I think he, I think he suggested it. number twenty-four rules for anyone who wants to have a boner fight. How could it be a minute? Because you don't chub up and then start touching each other within a minute. It had to be at least five minutes. Come on. He's lying about the time, even. Uh, Bobo, let me ask you this. Yeah. It's a practical question for anyone who's considering a bona fide out there and really wants a win. Um, <laughs> would you, in other words, when you're having the bona fide, do you hold your boner with your hand so you can manipulate it like a sword? Or oh, fuck's sake. Okay. He's a bona fide tutor. Go ahead. I, I couldn't raise my hand fast enough. Sorry, I was yeah. writing notes furiously yeah. here. Yeah, yeah. But how funny is it that it's a two-on-one bully session with mm-hmm. Ralph and Wiggy on Bobo? Mm-hmm. And they're like rapid-fire questioning him on everything that he did and how fast he did it and what he did. Mm-hmm. And Robin's not saying anything, like much of anything. She's just a laugh track. Dead silent. Sort of normal, yeah. No, but I'm saying, like, like you can't, you can't get involved in men talking about cocks, Robin. Like that's we can't make it feminine and in the slightest. Right. She's not right. even cackling. No. Or do you of just course. flail your hips back? Oh, oh, you use your hand to fight. Well, yeah. Yeah. Of course. I see. And then you get close to the guy. Why? And you swat his dick with your dick. Oh, thank you, Robin. We didn't know what what happened next. Uh, the last two clips are really short, guys. Six seconds each, I think. Uh, heterosexual announcement, 250,000. Chris is gay. I'll ask him. Chris, is this gay or not? I mean, maybe it's not fair for heterosexual men to decide. <laughs> now it's a three-on-one. Yep. And the last one, LOL, holy projection onto Bobo. I'm, yeah. He's such a macho guy now. Well, yeah, I mean, he's clearly gotten over any tendencies he had. He's so fucking manly. It's ridiculous. The uh, the dying of his beard and the various (laughs) wigs that he wears. Who's he talking about? Uh, Anyway, let's go to. Okay, guys, believe it or not, that brings us to the end of the 14th, and it could not have come fast enough. I apologize for any kind of uh, post-traumatic stress this episode has given you. I know we we are all going to have to... Thank like, you. Thank you for apologizing to me. We're, we're, we're going to have to dive into a, like a vat of brownies and shit and just like, <laughs> I don't know, whatever it takes to get our minds off of it. So any closing thoughts, my friends? 
I'm going to church. I'm not a religious guy. I'm going to church tomorrow. <laughs> All right. I'm looking at it like my basement flooding or listening to Wiggy. I don't know which is worse. I'm <laughs> I'm at a dead stall right now. Sorry. Bring on the scat talk. All right, guys. Thank you so much for uh, sticking this through this one and uh, sticking through thin and thin. And um, we've got a lot of episodes we're getting caught up on the next little while. Raven and I will be clipping like motherfuckers getting the um, uh, breakdowns up to modern day. And then also I want to do a little prediction here, guys. First day back, which is next Monday or Tuesday? Tuesday. Yeah, okay. Tuesday. Uh, there we have a running poll that it's going to be like um, – Let's put it documented now. How long do you think before the first dick mention into the show? Ooh, uh, it's going to be a eulogy in there. There's going to oh, be yeah. some COVID Delta talk. Yeah. Uh, probably a Jason update on his weight loss. And then um, staffers, what they did over the holiday. Mm -hmm. I'm willing to guess it might oh. take... An hour plus. Okay. okay. I hedged my bets and I said 45 minutes, but I, if, it, if it's even just like a, an aside, like a little dick, dick mention, that counts. So it could happen in 10 minutes or one minute or five minutes in. It could happen in an hour and a half. But I think the answer is closer to what you have. Bob? Um, it depends upon <laughs> how, how hard he was on Beth. Um. I'd probably go with Raven, probably about an hour and a half. I, it, he'll be wanting to bring it up before that, but uh, <laughs> yeah, I'd probably say about an hour and a half. Okay, uh, guys, the, we'll take your bets in on the website on the on the Facebook page rather, and uh, make sure to check our stuff out on Patreon. It's weekly content, guys, at the Black Kluge level. That's five dollars and above. Great, great stuff with me, Bob, um, Deborah, Carrie. Um, and then Sam and Raven, when they're able to uh, contribute on so certain specific episodes, and then it, we're going to do a little synergy in some of those Patreon episodes will make themselves to um, Sunday shows as well, like with this this weekend coming. So thank you so much, guys. Uh, the past weekend, as you've heard this one, the previous week, will if you've <laughs> heard uh, Deborah. So thank you so much, guys. We love you and take care. If you went through the most incredible metamorphosis <laughs> and somehow transformed yourself into the best person you're capable of being, yeah. and you and Lisa G, after that metamorphosis took place, were on the top floor of a burning building, and it's just you two, and God told Lisa, I will give you the ability to fly if you kiss John the Stutterer, she would say no. <laughs> I, I, I know. Well,